you know, as the great poet once said, Marshall Mathers, you might have heard of him. Oh, my God. The great poet. Mm. I'm about to lose my mind, and I need a doctor. Um, no. No? There, oh, a, there are no doctors in this movie. I don't know how this connects. No, but we know a doctor. Do we? Yes. You're going to have to help me out here. I don't know where you're going. Dr. Gina. Dr. Gina? <laughs> I don't Dr. think that's Gina. how I don't think that's how she wants to be referred though. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Dr. Gina? <laughs> Dr. Gina's fine with me. Well, I guess. There we go. I was just listening to the song the other day and yeah. it, it was stuck in my head. And immediately you you're listening to Eminem and immediately thought of Gina. <laughs> I mean not immediately, oh, yeah. but there's a chain of logic there. <laughs> okay. It might not be great logic, but it's a chain. <laughs> yeah. This is the best. But I gotta opener. tell you, I'm I gotta tell you though, I'm not the real shady, just in case you're wondering. That's all right. There's a little bit of shady in all of us. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> oh god. And with that is a wonderful segue. I'm Jay. I'm Stacy. And this is Marvel Movie Night. Oh, Lord have mercy. help if you'd like tell me where you were going before we started so that I could pitch in with what you want me to say? No, what good is that? I don't know where I'm going well, when I get started. <laughs> off the cuff is great. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it is. <laughs> Alright, this week for Marvel Movie Night we watched Black Panther. Woohoo! Yes. And as we mentioned, we've got we've got Gina here to help us. Yep. Hi, Gina. Hi. Uh, this is a uh, this movie was released February sixteenth, twenty eighteen. We finally moved into a new year. Yeah, we've made it to twenty eighteen. Yay us! Um, written and directed by Ryan Coogler. That sounds like a white name. It's not. It's not a white name? No. Well, good, because that was going to be disappointing. <laughs> um, I'm pulling back up that. Yes, I think this is only the second thing he ever directed. He, oh, he holy does, cow, yeah, really? He does not have a lot of credits. Wow. Um, as a director or a writer. That's impressive. Um, but he did a really good job. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, the only people uh, in the creation creative team, uh, well, the top part of the creative team that were white, um, were like Stan and, uh, and some of the other comic book writers who mm. created the character. As it should be, I think. This... 
this movie is, I think, the prettiest movie that we've seen so far. It, the the costumes it, and the background. I mean, except for when we're in the United States. But, I mean, if that's what Africa looks like, I want to move there now. It looked like uh, right out of Lion King, didn't it? Yeah, and that is something I want to touch on later. Okay, fine. Uh, the... Um, it was gorgeous. That's all it was. It was very gorgeous. It's a gorgeous movie. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Ryan Ryan Coogler and a Joe Robert Cole get writing credits, as well as Stan and Jack. Okay. Yeah, I don't know either one of those faces. I don't either, but I don't. I mean, I don't know the faces of a lot of writers, so that's not surprising. Well, that's fair. Um, okay. And starring. Okay. We have Chadwick Boseman. Who I th- I thought this is the first time we'd ever seen him, but we saw him in Lie to Me, Cold Case, and ER. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, obviously from Creed, uh, but also Fahrenheit 451. Uh, Lupita. And eight million other things. Well, yeah, but those are the things I know him from. Uh, Lupita Nyongo, who was in Twelve Years a Slave, Us. And Star Wars, which I didn't know, mostly because we don't watch Star Wars. Uh, Denai Guerrero from The Walking Dead. Martin Freeman, who is the Hobbit. <laughs> Daniel Kalora from Get Out. The uh, main character. Okay. Letitia Wright from Black Mirror. You'll definitely remember her. Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us. Angela Bassett. She doesn't need credits because you know who she is. Forrest Whitaker, same. Andy Serkis, which a lot of people might not recognize his human face, but he's Schmeagle in Lord of the Rings and like every other, any CGI scary character you've ever seen in a movie is Andy Serkis. He does get stuff glued to his face a lot. Well, or his face isn't even involved. Yeah. Well, they use the motion capture to do the. Oh, fair enough. And, I bet you didn't know, Trevor Noah was in this movie. I missed him. Well, that's because you didn't see his face. He, um, and if I'm being completely honest, I have no idea which character this is. Uh, Griot? Griot? Okay. G-R-I-O-T? Okay. I'm sad that I missed him. Uh, me too, because now we need to watch it again. Oh, no. But Trevor Noah, yay, I love him. That's a lot of people. Yes. And there was a lot of pretty. Yeah. Um, what oh, do you mean the background or the people? All of it. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. There's a there's a lot of very attractive people in this movie. There are. Uh, how much do you think they spent on this? Oh, Lord have mercy. Uh, oh, you know, this is the first movie we've done in a while. I'm out of practice. You are. I want to say... One hundred and eighty-five million dollars. That's not bad. What is it? Two hundred. Damn it! I was gonna say that. I always <laughs> second guess myself and then go under. Um, it made two hundred and two million oh. on the opening weekend. Yes. See, that's what I want to see. Yes. <laughs> Breaking its budget on opening weekend. Uh, it grossed domestically seven hundred million. But I, I just want to point out that um, the reason this movie didn't get made um, sooner 
was because the idiot white people said, oh, an all black movie won't make any money. Yeah. Exactly. Fucking idiots. Because I even went to go see this in the movie theater. And I don't even like Marvel movies. I was so excited. Wesley Snipes did want to play um, Black Panther. Well, maybe I'm right. a bit glad it took longer to make then. Because Wesley Snipes would not have been as good in this as Chadwick Boseman. Nor would this movie have been as well done or as pretty no. if it were made at the same time Blade was made. Oh, God, no. Right. No. That's when he was trying to get it made. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a good thing it, it waited just a little bit because I just don't know how you could make this movie any better. I mean, I guess you could make a sequel. Well. <laughs> okay, so I domestically suppose. grossed $700 million. Nice. Worldwide, it made $1.3 billion. Wow. Mm. That's amazing. Well, yeah. Oh, I remember when this came out, like... This was a big deal. It was a phenomenon. It ran in the theaters for 45 weeks. This is what I want to hear. How long was it in number one, though? It was only at the number one slot for five of those weeks. Okay, well, five is better than than everybody else has been doing. Yeah. Now, uh, let that be a lesson to them. Where are the rest of the movies? We'll get there. No, I mean, yeah. like, Medea can't be the only other all-black cast movie i mean right. well since then they've done get out yeah um well and, they, and um 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 oh that freaking amazing tv show oh uh, which one um oh um, the hp lovecraft lovecraft country yeah, yeah. oh man which i would you call you, an all-black show but were there we uh, there weren't white people there were white in people that. in the show yeah they were mostly bad guys but well, I mean, those are token bad guy white people. They don't count. Uh, but um, also, this opened up the door for movies like Shang-Chi and Crazy Rich Asians, which you can't. Yeah, maybe ish. Yeah. Have you seen Lovecraft Country, Gina? I have not. Oh, it uh, it looks like it goes too far into like black magic type stuff that I'm comfortable with. Um, like that, uh, like that low country, um, New Orleans voodoo type stuff. There's some magic elements say? to it. Say I, I wouldn't say it was, um, it maybe dips into the black magic realm. But I feel mm-hmm. like the rest of the story is um, is so good and such an important thing to see on screen that it's it's worth giving a shot. Um, okay. This, because of this show, because I have a stupid middle of the nowhere uh, elementary education, uh, I had never heard of. Um, what they called the, uh, the black, um, oh, my memory is Wall awful. Street. Wall Street. The Tulsa Massacre. Yeah. Um, I had never heard of it before. Um, and they, uh, they delve into that a little bit in this show. And I was mm. like, it was, I, I said, oh my God, what is that? And I have to know if that's real and when did it happen and how, 
how did that go down? And then as a matter of fact, I was just unpacking some of my dad's books and a, a whole book about the Tulsa race massacre was right there. Yeah, it was. Uh, wow. so I'm going to read that um, soon, but that show was, uh, you know, sundown towns, which, you know, because I yeah, grew I up in, in, Edmonton, be, in the green book the that's mentioned in there. Yeah. Yeah. Because we grew up in Edmonton, Kentucky, where there was one black family in our whole county. There was in your entire zero. county. In our entire county, yeah. yeah. Uh, there were several different surnames, but they were all related to each other. So uh, there there were like, what, five black folks in our entire high school? Three, the year we graduated. Ah. Uh, Three. Yeah. So we and, didn't have... In the foreign exchange student that everybody just called Jackie Chan. Oh, God, that was embarrassing. Um, Yeah, we didn't get any black history. None. Yeah. Um, so this was a shock and upsetting and the sundown towns, um, I had also never heard of, which is just embarrassing. How, how yeah, could I, I, knew, yeah, I knew that both. um, so I did a bunch of research on that because of the show. Um, mm. and, and that's why, that's why I think shows like that are so important because I pride myself on being a reasonably intelligent, well-read person and, there's a lot of our history that I just missed out on because of where I grew up. Um, yeah. So I, I do recommend it. Um, I, I, I don't well, maybe HBO should have done it differently and not focus on from the trailers that I saw. That's yeah. the kind of thing that it seemed to focus on. It which did. Was a turnoff for me. Well, I think they probably did that because they were aiming for, uh, a wider audience and they probably mm. thought that if they focused on the race thing that they would get a lot of people that wouldn't watch yeah they draw you in with the creepy lovecrafty stuff and then yes. educate you while you're there yeah okay oh, because it, it, yeah the creepy, the creepy lovecrafty stuff that was exactly like oh pass go yeah. on to the next i think it's only one season um but it's yeah, I, I do highly recommend it. Okay, because it's still streaming on Max. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So everything's streaming on Max. Yeah, we, we liked it so much that we bought it. So, wow. Yeah. So speaking of buying things, let's talk about people buying tickets back in twenty eighteen. <laughs> okay. This I can't movie, believe it was that long ago. I know, I know, right? This movie unseated the epic blockbuster that was Fifty Shades Freed. Oh, for Pete's sake. Oh, dear. That's not much competition. <laughs> no, but it yeah, did. Yeah, no. So funny, you and I had the same reaction. Ugh. Over the five weeks that it was at number one, it did have some competition. Uh, mm. Game Night was a pretty good movie. Yeah, but that's a comedy. Peter Rabbit. Okay. The Death Wish remake. They did a Death Wish um, remake? Yep. <laughs> I'm only warming up. Okay. Um, A Wrinkle in Time came out oh. and never got to be number one because of this movie. Oh, that's sad because it deserved it. The uh, most recent Tomb Raider came out and never got to be number one because of this movie. That's also sad because that movie that movie was so much better than the original. Yeah. Uh, that's probably why they haven't made a second one. And Sherlock Gnomes also never got to be number one because of this movie. <laughs> 
Lord have mercy. Now, two movies came out at the same time that finally unseated Black Panther. Yeah. The first was Pacific Rim Uprising. Okay. And it came, it debuted at number one. And I then I don't even know what that is. It's the sequel. I didn't know they made a second one. Yeah. It's all right because that movie debuted at number one and then plummeted quickly because the other movie that came out the same week. You might have heard of it. It was called Ready Player One. Oh, now see, that's a good movie. Yeah. And that movie proceeded to take the number one charts uh, and run with them for a little while. Yeah. the I don't know what Pacific Rim is. Isn't that like a video game? No, no, no. It's a movie about these giant Godzilla-like monsters that come out of the ocean. Okay. Yeah, I never watched that. And we need like giant robots to kill them. <laughs> I thought the visual on it was great. Yeah, sure. It's it's a giant pretty movie about giant things beating each other up. Yeah, sounds like a Yeah, and movie. coming from coming from the ocean rather than from space. I mean, I understand that it's still space because, you know, the earth and all, but yeah. coming from below versus above was a was about the most interesting thing about it. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that's a good twist because the idea that there are things in the ocean that we've never seen before that could potentially be humongous scares the crap out of me. It, it was a full-on dick flick, and the only reason it unseated Black Panther is because Black Panther had been in the theaters for five weeks at yeah. that point. Yeah, okay. Like, I, th- I'm firmly asserting this. Okay. Uh, and then Ready Player One was actually ready to take over the, the top spot because that, that, that was a good damn movie. That really was a, a much better movie than I expected it to be. I mean, yeah, my sister really liked it, which was strange, because she usually doesn't get into stuff like that. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call it as culturally significant, but no, uh, we still we we still reference Chucky bombs all the time in our family. Do we? We just called Rose's cat a Chucky bomb the other day. Oh, that that must be a you thing. That's uh, one of those things that I gloss over because I have no idea what you're saying, <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> So I don't ask. I mean, what do you want from me? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, just by chance, did you like the movie? Oh, I loved the crap out of this movie. Now, I well, okay. I could have done with a little bit more story, but for an origin story... This was significantly better than other origin stories we've seen so far, I think. And it was a dang sight better than watching Spider-Man's origin story for the 12th time. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I really liked it. Uh, um, we got a little bit heated because I was mad that, uh, I mean, the whole premise of this movie is some American kid goes to Africa and says, hi, I'm not from here. I don't know anything about your culture, but it's mine now. Yeah. And and you and I got into a fairly heated argument about whether he was legit or not. Okay. Um, But the fact that we can have a debate like that also says it's a good movie. Sure. What about you, Gina? Tell us what you think. Oh, uh, yeah. What didn't it have? I mean, it, it just, yeah, I loved it. It was it was so much more than 
your run-of-the-mill Marvel flick, but it was still your run-of-the-mill Marvel flick. Yeah. Which was great. And that debate that you're talking about, I had that debate in my head and mm-hmm. with other people and everything because it had it had it had its merits on, you know, some in some regards, I was completely on his side. And in others, I was completely on the side of the Wakandans. Yeah, and it was. It's great when a when a movie can do that, but also still be that movie that we expect from Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Well, my problem is, well, and this this is gonna sound very um, like I don't want to say racist, but but my first thought here when he showed up and they started talking about helping other countries is if you take their closed culture and open it up to everybody and let everyone in the world know who they are, they're going to ruin their culture. It's going to be influenced by um, outside things and it's, and it's going to get lost and ruined. And then I thought, <laughs> I second thought myself, cause I'm like, that's what the idiot white people I'm always yelling at say. But I also feel like American white people don't like have a culture to protect legitimately. But these guys do. So I was and debating they're, they're myself. Too strong, Stacey. It would never have been lost. It would, yeah. it would never have been lost. I mean, it, it was. It was just too strong. It was. I, just, it, I don't know. I don't know if you really can control how much you get influenced. It's like when we moved from Indianapolis to Edmonton, we just started blending in. And our personalities, our accents even, and the way we started dressing just turned into what everybody else was doing so that we could blend in. And I feel like, you know, and it just happened without us even realizing it, honestly. And I just feel like with as much influence as the world would have, that maybe it would start slipping away without them realizing it. And my first thought was they should be protecting that. I don't I, I I disagree because I think again, I think that it was just too strong and they weren't coming, they weren't sharing to blend in, you know? Yeah. They they were sharing to, well, from one perspective, they were sharing to help people who had just been unbelievably oppressed forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Yeah, but then and I um, just don't, yeah, so I don't think that I think when they come from that when they came in to share from that position of power, it's no way that their culture could be diluted. I yeah, don't know. That's yeah, that's what I feel. But like I say, I had that argument too. And now now yeah. that I'm even saying it out loud, my other voice is going, Yeah, but because I had that argument too, and again, that's one of the main reasons that I think the movie was so awesome. Not to mention Chadwick was cool and just yeah. it, like I say, it was that Marvel movie that I love. You know, I'm a huge Marvel fan, so yeah. I was worried if it could do both. And I'm still gonna get my Marvel movie, yeah. and I did. Yeah, you see, and this is we just finished watching the Runaways. That was last week's episode, and um, and it purports to be, as a matter of fact, the title says Marvel's Runaways, but it was unmarvelly. <laughs> there it didn't have the feel of a marvel story the the superpowers didn't feel uh 
like Marvel properties. It didn't feel Marvel-y at all. And this very much did. Yeah. Um, it, it had the feeling of this is a, this is a Marvel origin story and you're going to see this guy again. Um, right. So it, it definitely does, it, it does a really good blending of both of those things enough so that I'm happy with the movie because it's not too comic booky. But Jay's happy with the movie because it's comic booky enough. It, yeah. So I, to talk about the Marvel of it all, um, Black Panther gets his start in July of 1966. So you've it, already read some of these. Comics. I've read a lot of his comics. Uh, he gets his start actually in a Fantastic Four comic. Oh. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yes. And. Eventually, he gets his own uh, miniseries, and then he becomes uh, one of the early Avengers. Oh. Uh, before leaving to go back to his uh, to his own country to run some stuff, and then he's he's in back and forth quite a bit. Well, I have to say, then I'm glad that they changed it the way they did for the movies, because if he'd been in that group of people, he would have disappeared a little bit. Yeah. Um. No, definitely highlighting him. He is the first black superhero to be on the cover of Marvel. Now, Luke Cage hmm. is the first African-American. Yeah. Uh, because T'Challa is 100% born in Africa, raised in Africa. He's 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 not an African-American. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I think that goes without so saying, Jay. Between, yeah. Between uh, T'Challa and Luke, they kind of share this first black guys to to actually get seen and get cover time. Well, when was um, when was Luke? Luke was a couple uh, seventy two. He finally okay. came out, and Falcon in sixty nine. Uh, I was just going to ask about Falcon. Falcon in sixty nine. Falcon ends up sharing the cover of Captain America's comic book. So all of this is the the burgeoning. What I will say and about all of that being at about the time you would expect that to yes start happening. What I will say about um, sixty six mm-hmm. and the beginnings of Black Panther is something that I want to say the movie didn't improve upon as much as I would have liked. Is they use a very pan-Africa idea yeah. of Wakanda. Like, like Africa is just one big country and everybody in Africa is 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 just the same monocultural Well, thing. but I, I disagree with you because what they did, what the movie makers did was they borrowed from a Almost the whole of the continent. If you noticed, each one of those different styles of dress was they're, on a different group of they're people. They're tribes, yes. In, yeah, so. The movie did it better, but the comic in the beginning sometimes talks about T'Challa like he's a jungle warlord. And oh, it's amazing, dude. yeah, it's amazing that somebody from Africa can have this technology. The si- some of the very similar technology that Reed's creating himself. Yeah. But he's okay, from so Africa. It, it had some. It had some rocky The stuff. era of MLK getting assassinated flavored. Absolutely. It's. Ugh. 
It that's, was still revolutionary. And yeah, it was, but that's a little yucky. It was still good to see, but don't go. But, but that feels that feels a lot like like a freak show in the in the circus kind of a thing. Like they're putting him on the comic book to be um, a marvel. Forgive the use of the word. Sure, but you know what I mean. And I I just I I. I want to say that if you go back to look at these, recce, you have to recognize the moment that they were in. Yeah. And mm. it's not enough, but at least it was something. I guess. Yeah. Mm. Real progress uh, is yeah. made with small steps. I guess. I mean, I yeah. I get that. But the way they did it in the movie... It still felt a little bit Pan-African to me. Well, but only in the way that, um, like, they didn't have everybody be one tribe with all the different customs sure. and, and, and clothes and, and styles and things. But but the way they did it, it was like a love letter to the whole continent. Sure. Um, all of those costumes, none of those costumes were, like, out of someone's imagination. They were out of a particular African culture. Right, um, they actually researched that yeah. to make it so. The colors oh, and, and everything. There was, okay, so uh, real quick, I just have to focus on probably something nobody really paid that much attention to because everybody was talking about hats and collars and things, but uh, there's a, there's an African store in um, underground Atlanta that I went to once, Um and they had these gold earrings there that I fell in love with. They kind of look like a star fruit twisted and on a loop. And the guy told me that, um, forgive me, I cannot remember which country they're from, but, um, the bigger the gold earrings, the richer you are. Like they're worn specifically to show everybody that you're a big wig, basically. And okay. in, in the part of the movie where uh, T'Challa is fighting with, uh, what's the name of the... Mbaku. Yeah. Um, there's a lady in the background whose earrings are so big, they basically have to sit on her shoulders. Um, And I was excited because I was like, hey, I know those earrings. I have a pair of them that are much, much smaller. <laughs> but she's... They just look so freaking cool. And I loved that I recognized something in there. But... That's just one thing. They're like 10,000 little details. You could watch this movie 600 times yeah. and still see something new. And the right. buy that I will give this movie for the, the Pan-Africa feel I get yeah. is that it's a fictitious country. Yeah. Uh, and it's like a world leader in technology and wealth. So theoretically, these tribes have influenced the rest of Africa and not stolen cultural identity from them. Well, no, see, well, you're thinking of this out from outside the movie. Yeah, um, a little bit. Because it, the movie is, is doing cultural appreciation, not appropriation. Agree. Um, there's a big difference between wearing um, a sari as a costume and like for Halloween or for a dress up party or something and wearing it because you understand what it means and you like the culture and you 
are interested in the culture. Now, some people take it too far and they make it their personality. Steven Seagal. That's exactly who I was thinking of. That guy wigs me out. Um, it's that's too far. There, there, there's a point in cultural ap- appreciation where it just becomes. I don't know. I have no identity of my own, so I'm going to steal yours. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Which, I mean, and I understand that as a white person, feeling like you have zero culture, um, I feel like it does kind of hinder your your growth as a human some. Uh, I've always kind of connected to my uh, historical background. I'm Scotch-Irish, and then, uh, well, on my mom's side thought I was mostly German and it turns out I'm actually Welsh and, <laughs> and English <laughs> which was a big shock but having done my DNA and my family tree having like a this is where I come from feeling really helps I, I don't know why absolutely just, um, I did 23 and me oh I and it was really, cool. it just felt like, you're you're right, it really helped. It just felt like it grounded me a little more. Yeah. Yeah, well, because you can't just, just going, oh, yeah, my people are from somewhere in Africa. Yeah. Right. There's, and we're like, uh, aren't we, aren't we all, that's the African part of the African-American? I'm like, you yeah. know, it's not enough. Well, and, and because of all the, all the cultures on that continent are, there are hundreds of them. There are hundreds of different ways of living. As a matter of fact, yes. I learned not that long ago, you know, you think of Australia having like one, um, like white culture and one indigenous culture, but the indigenous people in, um, Australia are also just as diverse. Yeah. There was a, a guy, oh, someone asked him a question about boomerangs and he says, Oh, no, no, that's not my culture. This is this tribe. My tribe doesn't do that, so you'll have to ask well, we, one of those guys. And I had no idea. Yay for TikTok. We do that with the indigenous of the Americas too. Well, yeah, we we really do. All we of do. the all not and not just the North American tribes. Like most people can't really tell you the difference between the Mayans, the Aztecs, and the Incas. No, they think they're all different, um, different eras of the same place. Yeah. When in fact. They're different places. So I, I, it's just. Yeah. Well, because our education stinks. We, we do not get a well-rounded education. Um, well, and as an adult, you don't know what you don't know. So yeah. Right. This, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So this is, this is why things like TikTok are so amazing for me because, um, I've cultivated my, my, for you page to be um, educational and I find out all kinds of things that now I, I, oh, I didn't know I didn't know that. So now I can look it up and learn all about it. Well, and then once you have a foundation of ignorance, the uh, you tr- you bias your input to reinforce it rather than yeah. question it. Yeah. <laughs> and see, that's why I think this movie helped move that along as well because you couldn't help but reflect on culture yeah. in general. Well, and you watch this movie and it also because everybody was so into it, um, they did behind the scenes stuff and the making of and and, you know, I ate all that stuff up. Yeah. 
Oh, and I'm I'm really big. The, one of the most important things in a movie for me is set dressing and costuming. Mm. Yeah, and you know she won an Oscar for cost for yes. costuming. Well deserved. First African American woman to do so. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. I mean, awesome, but also that's awful. I mean, awesome for her, not awesome for. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. I really hope that at some point in our lifetimes, it's the last time we hear first black person to do this or first black Wouldn't that be great? or Asian person to do it. Cause I'm like, why it is 2023. I shouldn't still be hearing that. It's crazy. Yes. Um, our culture yes. sucks. I, <laughs> sometimes I just get so mad at my ancestors. What were you thinking? Well, you know, well, you know, Stacy, when I was in Alaska, I was the first black person to go to some of these villages. Oh, that yeah. And and this day and time, I shouldn't. I should not be the first black person to do anything. That's wild, in my opinion. But yes, I was the first. They had to like sit me down and give me the whole talk and everything because I was going to be be the first African American to ever go to some of these villages, and so there were going to be. Uh, not two and three year olds, but twenty year olds who'd never seen, actually seen a black person. That is wild. Well, I mean, I hope everybody was nice to you. Oh, of course, of course, and they it it just goes to show how um we how people get it wrong because of course stupid white people were like, well, they may treat you differently and yada yada yada. And it was totally wrong because they, too, you kind of connected with them on a, we understand the struggle. We understand people coming over and taking our land and taking yeah. over and ruining our culture. And they weren't even, they weren't even taught prejudice. Right. Interesting. Yes, very much, very much. But I agree. It would be nice in our lifetime if we don't hear the first anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, should we dive in? Yeah, yeah. I forgot we were supposed to be talking about a movie. <laughs> well, we are. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. It's pertinent. It is. Right, Jake, so. what did you think? You never said what you thought about it overall. Oh. I, I take it you liked it a little bit. Yeah, you know, as a as a kid, uh, the, the comics I knew were the X-Men and Spider-Man and a little bit of um, tangential uh, superheroes. So when we watched this for the first time, you know, back in uh, 2018, this was really my first exposure to black, my first real exposure to Black Panther. Uh, well, aside from the Captain America, the, the little bit he did in there, I didn't, I didn't really know anything about him. Um, this, this rewatch, and this is not the second time I've watched this movie, but this time around, uh, having read the comics, I think it did a really good job of of digging into who this character is. He is he is as as smart as Tony Stark. He is uh, very uh, honorable. Um, he's quick, quick question. In the comic book, is his sister in charge of all the technology? We, I have not met his sister in the comic books okay. yet. Okay. Okay. Just curious. Um, but uh, if there's a comparison to be made 
to a DC character, quite frequently uh, Panther gets compared to Batman on an intellectual level. Because they say that with, with enough time, enough prep time, Batman can beat anybody because he's such a good tactician and sleuth. You know, my experience of Batman is not that Batman's the smart one. Batman is the smart one of the group. But he has a inventor guy. Yeah, well, Batman he's is double the smart one. Okay, Batman is 007 in my mind. He's, he's the guy doing the running and jumping, but not the smart one. Um, Batman is the Bat- seems like a smart one. Batman is the smart one of the group. I okay, okay. Um, but Panther is also the the problem solver of the group. They frequently like he's no, where I'm at in seventy two. Excuse me. <laughs> where I'm at. In, okay, hold on. That wasn't the, me. The cat. That was the cat. The cat stole his pen. Where I'm at in 72, uh, T'Challa is not currently part of the Avengers. Um, they peeled off a lot of the bigger names to do their own books and then left lesser known characters to be the actual Avengers team for a while because it was hard to keep all the stories straight. But when they hit a roadblock that is very hard to solve, they will reach out to T'Challa to come help solve the problem. Interesting. And not just because of his technology, because if they need really cool tech, they'll call it Tony. Yeah. Um, and I think I think this movie did a really good job of of capturing who T'Challa is. Mm. Um. Yeah. I I particularly liked. I mean, at first I didn't like it, but now that I've thought about it, um, I like that they have this tradition where the the guy who's set to be king has to defend his throne at his weakest point. Yeah. Um, And they show him getting beaten up. You know, because it's kind of like, um, I'm going to be your king, but look, I'm still just a regular old weak human like you are. So it's not like this guy on a pedestal that... Yeah. Like they do the Pope. That's <laughs> kind of what I think of. He's not infallible and perfect. And the more yes. I think about it, the more I like that. Yes, and on that day, anybody can challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, was it anybody or was it just anybody with royal blood? No, no, no. So first they opened it up to the tribes. Yeah. Any tribe yes. could, could offer a challenger. And then after the tribes got their chance, anybody with royal blood could make a challenge. Okay, but that sounds to me like it has to be a particular people. Well, I mean, the tribe would have to have would have to back the champion. So, like, you know, Doofus McGee isn't challenging T'Challa. He's, yeah. he's going to have the backing right. of his tribe. Okay. I mean, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's um. I mean, that's almost like an election. It like, is. If you have to have everybody's backing. Yeah, by not challenging him, you're voting for him. Yeah. Well, and you kind of want somebody that's like the old English way of, of royalty. You want somebody who's a, a warrior to be the guy in charge. You want a guy that understands strategy and, and can defend his country with his own bare hands. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, defend and protect. Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I, I I I think I like that system. All right. Also, if I can get away with wearing any of those clothes, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that's all I'd be wearing, including I, the earrings. Oh hell yes! You may not you may not have earlobes, but okay. <laughs> I mean, how cool would it be to be draped in those uh, the robes and and all those beautiful colors and patterns and stuff? Oh, they were gorgeous. Those colors were amazing. Yes, and the jewelry. Oh, yes. But I I know myself enough to know I ne- I could never carry anything like that off. <laughs> I don't know. Oh no. I could see you in one of those uh the the wrap I don't know what they're called, but those the wrap things. They're like um it's like just a solid piece of material and you knot the corners and wrap it around yourself and you use the knots mm. to anchor the clothes so that when you fold the top down it stays on. So they've got like skirts with no buttons, no zippers, no ties. It's just rolled on. Oh yeah, I'd walk right out of that. I well, <laughs> that's what I thought too. But the the guy at the store in Atlanta showed me how to put it on. I'm too big to wear it right now, but I wore that around everywhere, and it not one time did it slip down. It was the best thing I ever had because wow. you could you could be you could get skinnier and you could get bigger in it. And as long and just as not, I would, well, I would assume. Um, yeah, you just you just wrap it up, and it stays on. So it's like size double zero to at least size sixteen in one piece of material. Amazing. That's crazy to me. Yeah, it's awesome though. Yeah, oh yeah. Anyway, keep talking, Jay. Sorry. Maybe we should <laughs> start talking because we haven't even started the movie yet. Okay, well, listen. <laughs> but this I'm, movie had so much though so yeah, it much. did i'm very excited about it okay so at the beginning of the movie before even the the opening credits we get the origin of wakanda starting with an asteroid crashing to earth full of vibranium and this being why the the heart-shaped herb grows there and why the the families are rich and the tribes are rich and important and powerful. Yeah. Then we jump to 1992. And just a brief pause here. Uh, all of these apostrophe names, most of them, uh, my tongue doesn't handle well. And the ones that my tongue does handle well, my brain doesn't remember necessarily. So I may or may not be calling people by the right name. Well, because I'm going to start with Randall. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will try to help you. Um, who we find out is the brother of the king, King T'Chaka. Yeah. Um, he is in America in... They're in Oakland. Oakland. There we go. They're in Oakland? Yes. Okay. So he's in Oakland uh, and he has... He's supposed to be there gathering information for the for Wakanda. He's a war dog, which they don't really explain this throughout the movie. But the war which dog. Is what I was going to ask you: What is a war dog? War dogs are basically uh, Wakandan spies who get sent out into the world to uh, pay attention to the world and understand them better 
so that they can help to prevent war, but also so that they can prepare Wakanda for it if they need to. Um, and they're a very honored part of the culture because they're cut off from Wakanda a lot. Um, and they'll spend decades in deep cover. Which seems like a hell of a sacrifice. It is. Because to go from Wakanda to Oakland is... Talk about culture shock. Yeah, or, you know, like a poor fishing community in Southeast Asia. Well, yeah. I mean... There'd be quite the difference. Yeah. Um, so... Not only is this a, an incredible honor, uh, but this man is the, the brother of the king. So he's he is a very important person. This is uh, Sterling K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown, yes. Njobu. Njobu? Mm. Njobu. Okay. Um, he's planning a mission because he has decided that he's not going to sit around and watch the ship that's going down. Uh, in America in 1992 anymore. He's, he's going to fight for the people that he is living amongst. And right about then, he gets a knock on the door, um, and it's a couple of the the Dodge. They said, he said that they looked like, uh, um, oh, God. Grace Jones. Grace Jones, that's it. Which, I mean, they kind of... Oh, cool. They kind of did a little bit. Because they did. You know who Grace Jones is, Jay, don't you? I don't have a picture in my head. Um, She was in uh, um, the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Conan the Barbarian. That's where I, I first saw her. Oh. She's a very... Well, she's a musician also. Yeah, she's a very striking model, musician, actress. Striking is a good word. She's yeah. just striking. She, she over. She strength. has, like, if if she walked past you uh, on the street, you would not be able to help yourself but to stare. But this is the Dora Milaje, and uh, these are the uh, the the badass, the, the royal warriors. guards. Yeah, and do do that. All women. Yes. All of his, all the king's guard are all women. This, this well, group. Dora are all yes. women. Yeah, the Dora are all women. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Uh, anyway, dude asks, should I let him in? And uh, Sterling says, they're not going to knock twice. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was so cool. He's like, they're not going to knock again. <laughs> um, but they're here because T'Chaka has come. Um. And it turns out that there has been a theft of vibranium and uh, Sterling there is part of it. Now, we know about this vibranium theft because we've heard of Claw before. Have we? Yes. In Age of Ultron, when Ultron goes to get enough vibranium to make his vibranium body. Yeah. He gets it from Claw. Is it the same actor? Yes. Mm. Okay. So already we're we're tying into we're 
almost retconning into Marvel MCU history. Okay. Um, now, Claw is a very interesting bad guy in the comics. He starts out just like this. He's a, he's a thief that tries to steal some vibranium from Wakanda. Some bad shit goes down. And Claw ends up becoming living sound. Hmm? Like, what? He becomes a living sound wave. Oh, for peace. He eventually sake. learns to manifest himself uh, into uh, a, a corporeal form. Uh, but Claw's like pure sound. These comic book writers, I don't know what to do with them sometimes. That's just, I can't wrap my brain around that. No, that's weird. Yeah, well, weird. and vibranium being a metal that absorbs sound, Claw becomes like a perfect bad guy situation for for the Panther. Well, you know, I could see that. Okay. Um, I mean, I could see where they're going. Now, it still doesn't make any damn sense, but okay. Now, the first mention of vibranium, uh, they actually call it anti-metal, and it's found in Antarctica, in the Savage Land, where Kazar, the Marvel version of Tarzan, lives. You are saying things that aren't even English. <laughs> um. But it turns out that that version of vibranium is not the same version of vibranium from Wakanda, so sure. there are oh, two alloys. Well, okay, that makes sense, though, because one came from one asteroid. Yeah. And another one might have a slightly different composition from a different asteroid. That does scientifically make sense. They, they behave differently. Yeah, okay. I, okay. I can get with that one. But, yeah, so uh, the prince helped the theft of the vibranium. So King T'Chaka is not happy. How sure are you that it was him and not the other guy? Because the guy that was standing next to uh, Sterling was also Wakandan. Yes. So he also but had I the opportunity. But he was there to watch him, though. Yeah, so the guy that was there with the prince uh-huh. was sent there by T'Chaka to spy on the prince. Yeah, I get that. Yes. But after the after this the vibranium had been stolen or before? Bef- I think before. So how yeah, do before. you know for sure which one of them was the one that helped with the theft? This is my question. Well, but the prince never denied it. He never said it wasn't me. Well, I mean... If you're being accused by your king of doing something like that, do you really think it would do you any good to deny it, whether you've done it or not? I think the one that was sent to to uh to spy on the king's brother was probably more loyal, which is why he was chosen to spy on the king's brother. Yeah. You can't just choose anybody to spy on your brother. Well, I mean, that's fair. Okay. All right. That's what we're... Yeah. That's my thought. Besides, okay. he grows up to be one of my favorite actors. Okay. He can't be a bad guy. Because Forrest Whitaker is one of your favorite actors? Yes. Okay. I mean, I do love him, but that's a weird <laughs> reasoning there, babe. When has Forrest Whitaker ever been a bad guy? You know, I, I don't know. Exactly. 
lawyered. <laughs> well, now I need to look and see if he's ever been a bad guy. Cause... <laughs> Actually, see, I thought he was a bad guy in, uh, and now uh, my people are probably running together. But I thought he was a bad guy in some uh, movie about like an African overlord or something. The Last King of Scotland. The Last King of Scotland, Stacy. Thank you. He was a really bad guy in that. Really bad guy. I have seen your that. your reasoning is falling apart. Yep. Um. Yeah. No. That objection inadmissible. I think you were in Iraq when that came out. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> okay. So after this. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, he also played the godfather of Harlem. I'm guessing he wasn't um, a nice guy in that one. Anyhow. Um, now, we watched this on Disney+, Plus and we got an all Chadwick uh, Marvel uh, title screen. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember... But I'm willing to bet that that's not how it originally aired. Why? Because before Chadwick died, he was, I mean, he was important to the movie, but he wasn't like the most important thing going on. Well, he's the Black Panther. I know, but when they do the other, uh, when Marvel does the other openers, they show lots of characters. Oh, no, the last Thor movie we watched was all Thor. It was, because you remarked on it. I, I need to go back and find uh, an original version of that opener, because I don't think it was all Chadwick. I think that was a tribute to him. Okay. I I mean... What version did possible. you watch, Gina? Um, this, uh... No, 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 no. I didn't watch Disney. Yeah, yeah no, it was Disney. Disney Plus. Okay. I think we actually have the DVD... Also, so I can look. It's very possible. I, 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 now that you say that, Stacy, I've got the Blu-ray. That was my first version, Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to go back to a, a pre-his death version and okay. confirm. Yeah, I'd have to look on the Blu-ray was pre-his death, so I'd have to look on that. Um. Okay, so the movie proper after the opening starts with right after his dad gets killed. Um, in Civil War. Uh, and T'Challa is dealing with that. And this is pre his coronation. Um, he goes on a mission in Nigeria uh, because he wants to pull his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> uh, hold on. Shuri? No. No. That was his... Nakira or uh, Na- Nakia? Yes, he wants yeah, to pull Nakia. his he wants to pull his ex girlfriend off a of mission so she can be at his coronation. Okay, Nakia. Nakia, not that, it's not that hard. Yep. Um, so freaking white. I am very very white. It's really it's not that hard. Just say it three times in your head. It it it. Don't be a smart ass. It's Nakia. Yes. Um, but he wants her there at his coronation. Well, because he's trying to make her not his ex-girlfriend. I, there is a bit of that. There's a lot of that. He, um, he's very heavily saying, hey, don't you want to be the queen? Wink, wink. 
Now, I don't know how his relationship works out with her in the comics, Mm -hmm. but I do know about one of his relationships in the comics because it did tie into something I read. Oh, no. Who does he date? Marries. Who does he marry? Who? Storm. He marries Sue Storm? No, not Sue Storm. Storm from the X-Men. Oh. 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 Goddess of the weather. Well, you know, I could see that. Really? Oh, yes. Well, I mean, she's got some crazy power. Yeah. But she seems quite older than he. Or is that just me? They they retcon a scene where they, they meet his children while she's just coming into her power and starting to take care of people, and he's on a on a mission outside of his country. Uh, oh, yeah, because she's she's from Africa. She Not from Africa. Yes. She grew up in Africa. She's from America. Her parents went to Africa to do some stuff and died in Africa. So she grew up in Africa, but oh, okay. she's American. Okay. Oh, that's yeah, not they confusing. Don't that in, yeah. yeah. They don't show that in X-Men. Yeah, Cairo specifically. So she was in the, she was in the, uh, the brown part of, of Africa up there at the top. Yeah, and then she ends up, as she comes in, after she learns how to be a thief and comes into her power, she moves into the um, the savannah of Africa and starts, like, be- and becomes okay. a weather goddess. Well, that's just confusing. Yeah, because she was a goddess of of that, uh, what, the village or? The whole, the whole area. Like, she took care of. A big piece of Africa. Okay. She. Yeah, see, that's what I was remembering. So I just assumed I didn't realize she was American. Yeah, it's a very convoluted backstory, <laughs> and only because I feel like the writers wanted her to be American. Well, yeah, you know why they wanted her to be American? Because poor Halle Berry couldn't do an African accent to save her. No, this was well before. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you remember? We watched deleted <laughs> scenes, Gina, of the X Men. Oh, you did. And in it, poor Halle Berry is trying to sound African. I don't know which country she was trying to emulate, but it was hellacious. It was bad. Oof. So then they made her American. That's always the way. It's like uh, Americans can't do foreign accents to save their lives. But, um, well, I think of... uh, First person that comes to mind is Thor, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, he's Australian and he sounds every bit American. Yeah, you'd never. Oh, know. and so does uh, who? Tom Tom Holland, Spider Man. Or speaking of Tom Holland, is is he really? Yeah. I would never. He's not, know he's not American. I would never have known. Uh, or speaking of Trevor Noah, that man can do an accent. Trevor Noah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Way off track again. Yeah. Uh, we get back to Wakanda, and this is where we find out that his sister Suri has become his chief technical officer. <laughs> um, she is doing all of the uh, cool lab inventing stuff, which I think is is perfectly fine with her. She's she's constantly updating and improving, and she's got a very curious mind. Yeah, she um, she's having yeah, and having to fight with her brother because he's like, "Why would you fix it? It works." Yeah, and the answer is because it can work better. Yeah, that was an adorable. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh wait, 
And when she's like, oh, wait, I can't fight you. I have to put my helmet on. (laughs) (laughs) She has a point. (laughs) Right. She does. I feel like they have a great relationship. Um, We don't see a lot of really good brother and sister relationships in, in media. I feel like they like the actors liked each other in real life too, though, because they really their chemistry was great. Yes, because they even they even did a different little handshake than yeah everyone else. You know, like they looked like they had their own little brother sister what's up handshake. Yes. That was really that was that was a little neat. I, I, that spoke to their chemistry as well. Yeah, and it 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 speaks to their upbringing also because I feel like in order for brother and sister to to grow up caring that much about each other and, and being that close, like you have to have had a, a good childhood where you were supported and you were able to bond with each other. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, yeah, one where the brother wasn't allowed to be mean. Yeah, because that's not the relationship that Thor and Loki have. They did not have. Right. A, uh, yeah. No, you could you could definitely tell that if if Thor was poking at Loki, then um, then Dad definitely said, "Well, Loki, don't show him that it it ticks you off, and then he'll quit doing it." Yeah. You know that BS some parents do. Uh, um, all over the place. So then we jump to London. It kills him when we get off subject. And I know. <laughs> we jump to London where Adonis Creed is in a museum. Okay. His name is Eric. That's one of the eight names he had in this movie. No, in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I names. His name is Eric Killmonger. And? Well, no, Killmonger like, was a nickname. It's like Eric Johnson and Killmonger, and then he had his Wakandan name, which I only heard like twice and sure as hell didn't remember. They gave him a Wakandan name? He had a Wakandan yes. name, yes. He oh. has a Wakandan name. I, just, I can't remember it either. Uh, the only thing he's listed as is Eric Killmonger on the oh. IMDb. Najadaka. No. N apostrophe J-A-D-A-K-A. Najadaka. Najadaka? I need to look at it. It sounds, look at it, Stacey, but it sounds like Njaka, right? Njaka. 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 Okay. Yes. Killmonger. A.K.A. Adonis Creed. Well, then why in the world didn't they give him all those names on it? Why did he? Okay. The question here is, if his daddy gave him a Wakandan name, why didn't he go by his Wakandan name? Because he was in America living under that assumed name uh, that his his dad raised him in, with. Well, that's messed up. Um, although, then again, the I'm, I'm reading his 616 biography and it is completely different. Yeah. So we're not going to try and mix these at all. Well... For the most of the movie, his name is Eric. We can call him that then. Um, that's a weird last name to have, though. 
Mm-hmm. He even teams up with Venom at one point to try and take down T'Challa. Whatever. Good Lord. Back, backing out of the 616. Yep. Back to the other universe, Jenny. <laughs> Um, yeah, you're way off script, Jeremiah. I am. Anyway, <laughs> he's in a museum in London um, because he has planned to reclaim some vibranium. Uh, long story short in this scene, when he starts asking uh, the... The... Expert. Expert uh, about things and then corrects her and she gets upset... And then he says, well, I'm just going to take it off your hands. Okay, she didn't get upset. She got upset that he was correcting her. I feel like it wasn't necessarily upset. I feel like she was surprised that he knew better than her. Like, it didn't see... That's not the face I make when some guy mansplains to me. Okay. It it was more like she was surprised that he knew something that she didn't know. But I really did enjoy... When he's like, well, how do you think your ancestors got this shit? Oh, now that was a face that she made that made me laugh out loud. She's the museum director, by the way, that woman. She's in charge oh, of the yeah? entire museum. Okay. Uh, that actress's name is Francesca. Yeah. I. We have come to a point in history where the London Museum is getting called out on a lot of its bad practices Every? through history. They're thieves. Mm. Um, uh, to quote Indiana Jones, that should be in a museum of its country's origin. <laughs> <laughs> and certainly loaned out around the world so other people can, can see it. Well, yes. But the, the point of museums. Owned by. Yeah. The point of museums is that so people who cannot travel the world can learn about the rest of the world. Yes. But. The white people museum should not be owning things that belong to other countries. Yeah. Uh, and good luck ever getting it back, most of it. Ever getting it back. Yeah. Or, you know, the crown jewels going back to Africa or, you know, stupid freaking rich white people, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the only other important thing I pulled from this scene uh, is that Claw is uh, with Killmonger, helping him out. So yeah, but they don't seem like they're they're not pals or anything. Oh no! If yeah. if anything, they're the, if anything they're the whole enemy of my enemy is my friend for this particular mission. Yeah. Yeah, I. I get the feeling that Killmonger puts up with him because he's a means to an end. He's he's a revenue source and an information source. Uh, but yeah, because he didn't believe, he didn't seem like he believed 100% that Eric knew what he was doing, that he knew that that was actually vibranium. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it didn't look like it. You know, in the display case. Yeah, it was all rusty and stuff. Vibranium doesn't rust. Yeah, that that was yeah. a little bit odd. Yeah, because he had to put his he had to put his hand that hand on it and take all this dust and stuff off. Yeah. I'm wondering if it was made out of vibranium and then hidden under another material so that people wouldn't realize it was special. That's possible. And I take think it. 
That that's what I sense. would do. Yeah. That's what I would do if I got a piece of of a special metal like that. That was, you know, I would definitely cover it up. That makes sense. Otherwise, it shouldn't be rusting. Yes. Or, and, well, you make, and you make sure that even the museum didn't know what they had. Yeah. Uh, then we go to the coronation. Quick question. Is vibranium especially light, though? It doesn't have a different density than, like, say, iron? Yes. So it should have been noticeable. It almost certainly should have been noticeable. Hmm. Interesting. But vibranium is... Um, well, look at the way Cap throws that shield around. If that were iron, uh, it would not behave like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it should have been noticeable. Interesting. Um, that's another case of somebody like having an answer already in their head and then just doing what few tests they need to do to confirm what they already know. Yeah, that's fair. So then we go to the coronation. And this is quite the spectacle. Uh, everything from how they divert the water in the waterfall to create a place for this to happen mm-hmm. um, to all of the colors. Like this is just a beautiful scene. Yeah, well, and I like that this is a gathering place for only very specific events. Yeah. It makes it feel sacred that mm-hmm. it has to be uncovered, and you can't just go there whenever you want. It, it did give it a a, a, a a sacred feeling to it, I think. I did really, really like... This is kind of more, uh, it made me think of Lion King again. Where they have all the people on all the different ledges all around. Yeah. Um, I really like that. It was really cool. But, uh, this is where you were talking about the, the challenge. They, they strip the, the Panther powers from him mm-hmm. so that he is, he is base human strength. And then anybody who wants to try and take the throne has the right to challenge. The the only thing I, I feel like they should do differently is it feels like they should strip his power a couple of days beforehand. Because if you've had that power, seems like it would be even harder to adjust to being a regular human and then fight. You know what I mean? Like coming out of the ocean, you feel way too heavy. Sure. Or is it on purpose? Well, Are you actually putting him at a disadvantage? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I never thought about that. He but certainly, okay. he certainly would have to work twice as hard to yeah. to beat somebody because his reflexes aren't as fast. His his strength isn't there. Like like he's having to compensate like, more. Yeah, like trying to fight when you have the flu. They ask later if uh, if it if it's a fair fight, but I think I think maybe that you put him on his back foot to start uh, okay. a challenge. Well, that that's an interesting concept. I also think that there are a lot of cases where the defending um, heir to the throne mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily have the powers when they start. Um, yeah. Because if, let's say T'Chaka was younger, mm-hmm. uh, T'Chaka would still be the panther and still be defending his nation. 
And had he died while he was the panther, T'Challa wouldn't have had the powers and wouldn't have had to have them stripped from him. Hmm. But it was only because his dad had gotten older and he had taken over as the, the panther. You know, I kind of just assumed that once you got to a certain age in that line, you got the powers. No. I mean, because dad can't stay the Black Panther forever. Think right? of it Think of it like um, Dougal and Column yeah. in Outlander. One yeah. is the war chief and one is the chieftain of the tribe. Yeah. In a lot of cases, when they're younger, that's the same person. But if one of them gets, if somebody gets too old or frail, the war chief mantle, the Black Panther can get passed. Well, okay. I mean, I would just assume that when the person who's going to take the throne hit a certain age, that transition happened anyway. Oh, yeah, I don't. Well, because, you know, when you're 40, I think we all know that by the time you hit 40, you're just too old for this shit. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, that's what I assumed. You <laughs> are probably right, but his dad didn't seem very Black Panther-y to me. So nobody wants to challenge T'Challa until the tribe comes down out of the mountains. And... uh Okay, those guys living in wintertime <laughs> in their skirts. How? Well, and how big is Wakanda that it's got this many climates? Well, I mean, <laughs> if you get to a certain height on a mountain, there's going to be snow either way. Um, the mountains could be like right there and you just have to climb really high. I mean, this is this is a huge country full of lots of money and technology uh-huh. to be presenting itself as one of the poorest countries in the country, world. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of people that don't bother to go there and see it for themselves. I'm just saying, uh, well, not a lot of people vacation in a third world country, to be fair. No, but a lot of people decide to do doctors to cross borders or whatever. <laughs> And <laughs> Doctors Without Borders. Doctors Without Borders. <laughs> well, and think of all those religious freaks that yeah. do missions and stuff. Where Where are the Mormons? They kicked them the fuck out. <laughs> but Wakanda is still hidden, right? So when you first get there, it still looks like nothing. Yeah. I feel like the the farmers, you know, when they show... Yeah, but- that that farmer area, that small village, I think that's the part yeah. that's visible. And then that's the only place you yeah. let people go? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I get. I mean, except for the fact that there was uh, literally a, a war rhino yeah. in a corral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and they waved when that super special aircraft flew over. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. I feel like that's the that. setup. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, M'Baku challenges T'Challa. Uh, that's a pretty good fight. Uh, T'Challa takes a spear uh, and still manages to choke the dude out. So. That is a big dude. His name is uh, Winston Duke. He's from yeah. Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. That. Uh, just real quick, he was also in Us. Okay. The early comics really played up the the gorilla ness of him, mm. almost to uncomfortable proportions. Yeah, the 
the movie did that well, much I, better. I, yeah. I need to pause because um, Winston Duke also played Bruce Wayne in Batman Unburied. Okay. Really? Last year? They came out with a, oh. bat, a Batman Unburied movie last year? They sure. made Batman Black? Ooh. And nobody really said Come on, this... No, really? Oh, I need to do some research. Okay, well, let's do that later. Well, listen here, you... I'm just saying we're... We're getting long in the tooth already. I know. Okay, i got to screenshot that so that I can look at it. All right. Having won his crown, they uh, dope T'Challa up and bury him in some red sand uh, so that he can take an acid trip to the spirit world. You know, I am going to say that that is powdered red clay, not oh. sand. I, I totally oversimplified and... Uh, well, I... Okay, the reason I'm correcting you... And I'm fine you, with it being an acid trip. <laughs> I, because I feel like that is the red clay um, that's out, you know, in the field over there. It's like... Uh, it makes me think of that, that red healing clay... That Sarah uses, it, it it looked more like clay. I don't know why it it feels important to me. Sure, I mean I tend to make fun of any uh, ritual as, by default. Yeah. But the origins of this one seem like they're very very deep and powerful, and I mean it does connect him to the spirit world, like he yeah. is there with his ancestors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it seems pretty important. Yeah. Like this is your opportunity to. Well, to converse with your people. And and we'll find in later movies that the ancestor that comes to speak to you is just as important as what that ancestor says. Yeah. Well, that really that, that feels yeah. very Native American. Have you have you not watched uh, Wakanda Forever yet, Gina? No, I have not. OK. Um, very. It, it was it was decent. It was it was not quite as good as this one, but it was a good movie. Well, thank you for telling me that because I've been saving it for when I want to like just get into something really, really good, and I don't have anything going on after or no distractions or anything. I mean, it's an excellent tribute to Chadwick. Uh, It's an excellent tribute to Chadwick, and it's a great discussion of of how they're going to continue to pass the mantle uh, now he's gone. Yeah. They did really. They did a good job, and we learned a lot more about Wakandan culture. Yeah, I've been waiting to watch how they were going to deal with his passing. Um, I feel like I need to watch it for the first time for the show. Yeah, come back next year uh, for when the show does it on the podcast. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, anyway, there are there. He talks to his dad, and there are a couple of quotes. I wrote down a bunch of quotes. Feel free, both of you, to jump in at any time. Um, One of the things his father says to him is a man that doesn't prepare his children for his death has failed as a father. Yeah. And especially coming from a king that is powerful. Yeah. Well, it's his whole job, isn't it? Yep. I, uh, I was, we were in an NCO 
meeting one time and the Sergeant Major was talking to us and he asked what our most important job as a leader was. And I said that my most important job as a leader was to train my replacement. And I got yelled at. That wasn't the answer he wanted. But damn, if I don't believe that. Well, you have to. That you have I to. I think there. it's because of the. Okay, I think what you meant was to train up the guys under you to be as good as you are. Yes. I think he meant. He thought you meant to. You know that quick two-day training you do for the new guy that comes in. Yeah. You know that here. This is where everything. I think that's what he thought you meant. Um. Because the way you, because of the way you put it. Sure. Uh, Tachaka also tells his son to surround yourself with people you trust. Mm-hmm. Yes. Damn good advice. Very and, good. And then the uh, the thing that really touched me is he said it's hard for a good man to be king. That one got me too. Yeah. Um, and I feel that like. If you're if you're an asshole, it's real easy to be king. Mm-hmm. But if you care about the people that you that that you're over, yeah. If you think being in charge is easy, you're not doing a good job. Yeah. And you're in and you're in no uh, position to be in charge either. Yeah. Yeah. One of our presidents the, said, "Any man who wanted to be president didn't deserve the to be." Decisions that you have to make. And yeah. everything, it, you're a tr- truly good person. The decisions that you have to make, it's just, it's going to try you, keep you up at night. Yeah. Or else you, and if it doesn't, like I say, if it doesn't, you have no business being a leader. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that was a really good trip uh, to the spirit world. Um, and not a single bit of boohooing or, no. you know, oh, my daddy, nothing. We've got work to do. I, I, yeah, I like it's like, that. yeah, I got to tell, tell you some stuff and listen to me because I'm getting ready to turn back into a panther. Yeah. <laughs> um, after this spirit trip, he meets back up with Nakia. Yep. Uh, and this is the first time we hear somebody present the idea that Wakanda should be sharing the wealth, that there are so many people in the world they could be helping. Um. And she wants to open that up. Uh, yes. But T'Challa thinks that they need to stay hidden in order to stay safe. Because if they open themselves up to the world, uh, there's too many people to help. And they're going to have problems. And I kind of agree with him on that. But also... I agree the first, with her that they are powerful enough to do both. Well, the thing I'm worried about is if you show America that you have so much vibranium that you've been digging it up for thousands of years and there's more to come. You're looking at the possibility of a full out war and colonization. They come out of the gate with the vibranium. Well, I think they would start slowly as she was suggesting. Yeah. But I feel like if you start showing the world that you've got extra, even though it looks like this whole time, you haven't had any like enough for yourself. They're going to start being suspicious. And they're going to want to know what's going on. I mean, look how many people we've killed for oil. Yeah. And I, I feel like vibranium is worth a lot. Think about all the people that white people have killed for spices. And they don't even use them. 
Quit laughing. You know it's true. <laughs> it's not even funny. But that was that was, and again, I go back to it. That was one of one of my favorite things of the movie. That I was on both. I was squarely on both sides throughout yeah. the whole movie. Yeah, I absolutely understand the uh, the desire to help people because you can help people. And you should and help people. And you've been so oppressed. And you got to sit and watch that when you know there's something you can do about it. Yeah. But at the same time, the fear that opening yourself up and helping other people is going to hinder your own people. is a, I think that's a very valid fear. It is. It, it is. But like I say, I agree at the end. I agree at the end of the day. They are. Mm. They are strong enough to do both. Yeah. I... And or have World War Three. Isolationism is safe. Um, being part of the world is dangerous. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, this country would probably have to move into a colonialist phase and actually start taking over places because I don't think that they could help without controlling because it would it would spark the greed the rest of the world would show i think would would be dangerous they would have to show that they could defend themselves well that i and now his brother had a different i think his brother had a different reason for helping the king's brother oh absolutely well yeah because if you're living in the middle if if you're living as one of them, I feel like you're going to start feeling like you're a part of them. And I, I mean, I don't know anything about 1992 Oakland. I do know about the rap music that came out of that era. Um, and I don't think they were having a fun time of it. Well, no, I mean, he said a little bit about it. He was like, you know, our people are over-policed and oppressed and everything. And with just a little bit we could do so much to, um, you know, to free them from yeah. what's going on. So yeah, yeah, he was coming. He was coming from that. He was coming from that perspective. Not uh, not kids. Let's share what we have to kind of make the world a better place. Of uh, the king's brother was let's let's free our people from this unbelievable oppression. Yeah. So just a quick Google. Yeah. Uh, 1992 was the bloodiest year in Oakland's history. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, discovery of a slain kidnapped victim pushed uh, to 167, the number of murders. Holy shit. Um, Isn't that about the time when the riot started, too? Yeah. Um, I can't remember if it was before or after my dad died. That was in a drive-by shooting. Uh, homicide total... Uh, 4.4 murders for every 10,000 people that year. Wow. Um, drugs and domestic disputes were linked to a quarter of the murders. Yeah, and um, April and May of 1992 were the L.A. riots. Yeah, so... Yeah, it was not a good year. Not a good year for Oakland. And... Yeah, like uh, I say, you're, you're, seeing, you're seeing that. And it's it's your people. 
and you'd know that it could be so different and it wouldn't take very much. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to do that? I, yeah. I mean, you, you'd have to be pretty heartless to be Switzerland in the middle of all that. Yeah. Right. The thing is though, well, I don't want to speak for you, Jay, but my perspective, like I don't have that feeling of oneness with other people because they're white. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have that. Uh, there seems to be this um, connection that black folks have um, that even if they're not from the same tribe or same neighborhood, they're like, you know, I got your back. There, um, is. there absolutely is. And I don't have that as a white person. If some other white person's being an idiot and gets themselves in trouble, I would be like, sucks to be you. And I'm out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I um, think part of it is, it's the, it's the represent, a part of it is the representation. And you may hear this, you may, you may have heard this throughout your life or whatever, to where as a black person, you feel like absolutely 100% you represent black people. Yeah. So, no, well, whatever you do, as soon as you walk out your door, whatever you do, yeah, you're because, going to be seen as all black people are yeah. like whatever Gina did that day. Well, especially that, that is absolutely in the room, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's absolutely fair. White people do tend to... Um, turn people into representatives of their entire people. Yeah, if you're the only yeah. black guy in the room, of course you're representing all black people. Of course, of course. And you and that and that rec- that recognition is that absolutely seeing seeing yourself in every other black person. Yeah. And it is. It's just, you know, it, it doesn't seem it, it seems that way because yeah, it is that way. That's the way it is. Well and from that perspective though it it puts a new spin on that not all men are assholes thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Because, like, guys are having to have that same argument. Like, it's not all of us. That seems to be, like, maybe that's just a human instinct? Yeah. Because even in the the museum where you were talking, Jay, even in the museum, I thought that lady for a second gave Erica look like, okay, black dude getting ready to start some shit. Yeah. Well, he did mention that she'd had people watching him. Of course, right. then again, Absolutely. he was there to steal shit, so... But she had people <laughs> watching him instead of watching what was going on in her body. Yeah. Um, and I think that was absolutely valid. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I've experienced that um, that thing he's talking about where people follow you around to make sure you're not stealing things. Have you? Yes, because... Uh, I'm sorry, my surprise, but yeah, really? <laughs> Uh, so really poor people, no matter what color they are, really poor people get treated that same way. If you lurk a certain way and go to a certain, and it's, of course, it's a store with white people. It's not ever, uh, other races that do that. But if you're a really poor person and you look like a poor person and you say, go to, uh, a more expensive store in the mall. You also get followed around or like they track you with their eyes or watch. Oh, they, you get asked a million times, can I help you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, which is like one of the things I hate the most is when someone comes up to you in a store and asks if you need help. And I'm like, no, I really don't because this 
the way stores work is I look, I like it, I pick it up, and I buy it. <laughs> Um, and while you're while you're asking me if I need help, that sixteen year old white girl is housing your shit. Yep. Yeah. I, okay. So, <laughs> so I have I have definitely gotten that treatment. It is incredibly uncomfortable and makes you want to get the fuck out. Actually, a little bit. It kind of makes you want to get away with shoplifting to you know punish them for being assholes. It, it makes you want a Julia Roberts there, asses. It really does. Yeah, I was just uh, I was just practically uh, accused of shoplifting a dollar nail file the other day at the Dollar <gasps> General. At the Dollar General store? Yeah, I did the, you know I did the self checkout thing? Oh my god! And, uh, yeah, and, the, and of course the, the white woman came over and she was like, "Uh, you're gonna have to scan this." I said, "Uh, I already did." Oh my god! And she god. said, "Well, not according to my screen." And so I showed her my screen where it said that I'd scan that stupid, stupid dollar nail file. And she just threw her hands up and walked away. Oh, my God. Not even an I'm sorry. Oh, no, they never no. apologized no. for it. Ugh. Oh, my God, no. No, they never apologized for it. No, they so can... I walked right over to her and I said, excuse me, ma'am, the next time this happens, will you please look at both screens before you accuse me of anything? She didn't say one word. Lord. Oh, that is so And I just walked out of the store with my dollar nail file. Good Lord. Yeah, and this was just like two days ago. Oh, I hate so, yeah. that. Yeah I, get, yeah, I get it. Dollar General. Freaking Dollar General store. I know. Well, and you do and, have to laugh sometimes. Uh, but. And then you walk out of the store and you get in your BMW. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually like, driving an Audi right now, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, but I've done that too, where like the debit card wouldn't work for some reason, and I yes, want to pull they look up. Like you don't have any money. Yes, I want to pull up the bank account on my phone and show them. Like, look, no, no, I've I got have, the money. I have money. That it's the card. <laughs> oh God, that is. But I did not know. That's interesting. Thank you for telling me that because I had no idea that you had experienced. Oh, I mean, yeah. my surprise is actually it's genuine and holy shit because I didn't think that you would experience yeah. anything remotely like that. Um. Yeah. Oh, I um, a couple of months ago when I broke my ankle, um, I had been working around the house. So I looked incredibly raggedy. I had sweatpants on. I had a tie dyed shirt on. Um, and my hair wasn't, uh, clean. I had it all up in a ponytail and stuff. And I got treated like dirt at the doctor's office. Oh and then my God. When I went there, uh, for a follow up, I had time to like, you know, be prepared to go out in public. And so I had nice clothes on and my hair was done. And, and, and I, by the exact same nurse and the exact same doctor got treated so differently. Wow. Um, and as a matter of fact, the other day she accidentally, she mistook me for being the service member because I had TRICARE oh. and made a comment about how, you know, poor people wouldn't have to jump through all these, uh, uh, hoops with their, um, you know, I don't know, their, their, uh, medical care. Um, oh, those had, dirty awful poor people. Yeah. And she, and she's like, but you know, somebody like you, a soldier shouldn't have to jump through all these hoops. And I'm like, um, Nobody should have to jump through any of these hoops, actually. Right. So that poor prejudice, it's not the same because I could change my clothes. But it 
it when you're in the moment it it feels like the same yeah. kind of prejudice and it's it's nasty i yeah yeah and it is it is same thing same thing different when i go like you know it's one of those things to where i will not walk out out of the house with uh pajama pants on i don't yeah. care if i gotta run to the store and just get a soda yep because i know how that that how that's perceived yeah absolutely Whereas you see and white people the all the time walking around in their pajamas. Yeah. Right. But just the fact that you have to think about that. Yep. But it is. But it does. But as you know, just going back to what we're saying with the movie and everything, it really does uh, that connection. Like that's all it, you watch it happening to other people. It's happening to you. Yeah. And if you feel like you can do something about it, like the... Uh, like the king's brother did, you really want to. Well, and it's not just other people, right? He's also got a wife that's from there and a child that's being raised there. This has become more than just an assignment. This is his home. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. And and his, yeah, yeah, his, yeah, absolutely. And his legacy and everything, because he can't, he can't ever take his child home. I think he could have had, things not gone down the way they did. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I think, um, I think at any point he could have called up his brother and been like, okay, time to change me out. And then he could have brought his wife and child to Wakanda. I think it's just because he was a traitor that things went down the way they did. Okay. Because I didn't think he could, I thought that I was thinking that the reason that he tattooed, uh, he tattooed his child and everything was just on the off chance that things got better and he wasn't going to be alive to see it, that his son could one day make it home. Yeah. I mean, war dogs are allowed to come home. Look at, uh, look at Forrest. He was. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. It's just, well, I'm assuming that the reason he stayed so long was because. He was trying to help people. Because what do you say? The kid was, what, nine, maybe, when his dad died? Give or take, sure. So he'd been there for a long, long time. And he'd had his kid growing up there. But I feel like he fell in love with the The mom we never met? Yeah, what is that? He died, right? Why why didn't we meet the mom? She should have been in there. I think she died. Didn't they say that she died? If they did, I missed it. But that makes sense. Like, if she died to gang violence, that would just reinforce his... his I don't know if they gave a reason. I just thought that somewhere in the movie... Yeah. Yeah. It was actually said that she died. Okay, so I'm going to have to watch this movie again. I'm going to watch it again. Uh, Okay, so they find out that Claw's going to sell the vibranium they stole... They find out that Claw's going to sell the vibranium they stole from London in South Korea, so they start putting together a mission to go get him. Adorable as hell, Sis makes uh, T'Challa some sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> and why she calls them sneaker? oh my god. <laughs> uh, and he's got a new suit, and they, we get the little fun of her pranking him into getting... Knocked across the room. Oh, hey, I just looked up. What age the, would you say Shuri is? Early 20s. 
Um, let me see. She does look very young. Then she was uh, she the was actress. Very, well, that's she was very young. The actress was born in 1993, so she's 30 now. And this was five years ago, so she was 25, 24 when they filmed. Yeah. But she does. She looks very young, and even uh, who Mbaku mentions that their technology is being overseen by a child. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just looked up what happened to Eric's mom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the Marvel Cinematic Universe wiki. Okay. Uh, she was arrested and spent the rest of her life in prison. Oh. Oh. So that's a dang good reason why he wouldn't leave. Yeah. If he loved her that much, you know. Mm. So he'd have to pick between home and his wife. And I, it, I take it it doesn't say why she spent the rest of her life in prison. I mean, we know why a person would. I mean, uh, well, uh, I don't know. During that time, it- a black woman in the 90s, she had a bad brake light and got a license. She could have been a political prisoner or something. Yeah. Um, right? It does not say why. Nope. But it does say she died in prison. Okay. Um, but I think she died in prison after her husband died. Which means not only... That kid grew up in foster care in Oakland. That was not a good life experience. So maybe I'm feeling a little bit more sympathy for him now. Uh, and then join yeah, the military. I went, went from foster care straight to the military. Yeah. 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 And and spec ops in the military. So you know he's he's getting the right kind of brain training. Yeah. Oh, it broke my heart though when he said he had to go to Africa and kill his own people. Yes. Can you can you imagine, like thinking that the, the possibility that you're actually killing, uh, your mom's family or your dad's family, and you wouldn't know it. But that'd you be, do know it. That'd be heartbreaking. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like you said, he knew you. You don't know that you're killing your own people, but you do know. Yeah. And, you know, it's something that you got to do as a means to an end. But, gosh, the fact that you got to do it. Yeah. When he takes off his shirt and says, like, when he says that every one of those scars is from somebody he killed. And when he takes off his shirt and, like, his body is just covered in them. Yeah. Like, hundreds and hundreds of people. Well, and then he turns around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like, enough that he can make a pattern out of it. They are. They're everywhere. Okay, uh, we were distracted. <laughs> Again. We're, we're in South Korea. We're on the mission to catch Claw as he's selling. Turns out he's selling to the CIA. Uh, and the person who's going to be doing the buying is Martin Freeman. And I got to say, and you guys, let me know what you think. He is not at all convincing as a CIA agent. No. I can't see it. No. No, and this isn't the first time he we've seen him uh, in right. the MCU. Uh, he was hired to be uh, a famous face. He does seem a little soft. Yeah. Not what I yeah, picture. And, and, not for, and not formidable as, you know, CIA agents that you see. And every, he doesn't have that presence or yeah. any feel. 
I say Phil Marvel. Agent Hill would kick the shit out of him. Well, even Man, um, yeah. I mean, you you do expect a CIA agent to. I mean, not real CIA agents. They're not like that. Real CIA agents look like me. <laughs> no, by all means, <laughs> like in the movies. Yeah, in the movies, you expect them to be able to jump off buildings and. But he needs to I have don't, confidence. I wouldn't expect to be able to kill him by tripping him, Stacy, like I can with Martin Freeman. <laughs> well, it's it's because he comes across as bumbling and ineffectual. Because a CIA agent, you, you want Jack Ryan confident in solving problems yeah not yeah. not martin freeman yeah no no like i said he's no, okay not convincing at all he didn't he didn't even have a good enough suit for me okay <laughs> <laughs> this is where we get our stand cameo as he comes in and steals to jealous chips <laughs> you have to hold on to these <laughs> And I you know, do have another question because I, y'all know I haven't seen uh, Walking Dead. Is Denai yeah. as much of a badass on Walking Dead as she was in Black Panther? She is more of a badass in The Walking Dead. No she, way. Is she that even is, possible? Yes. Yeah. She is such a badass bitch in The Walking Dead that when I saw her in an interview and she is not even remotely the same person, I was so disappointed. Like that mm. chick can seriously act because she is in real life a bubbly, giggly, yes, schoolgirl type. But in The Walking Dead, like, dude, I wouldn't even walk on the same side of the street as her. She is scary as when, fuck. When you first meet her in The Walking Dead, she has two zombies who she keeps on chains as pets. Yeah, she's cut off what? their arm. Yeah, she's cut off their arms and their jaws so they can't attack her. Yep. So she's safe, but she keeps them as pets so the other zombies won't fuck with her. Yep. Yeah. And she so just the gets other more. Zombies, the other zombies leave her alone. Because, because she's got two zombies, zombies flanking her. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So and zombies she, won't mess with other zombies. No. They've got no reason okay, to. Okay, I don't want to get out of Yeah. But, but so, yeah, that's what I was wondering because she's such a badass in yeah. Black yeah. Panther. And yeah. I knew she was in The Walking Dead. Yeah, Michelle. I was like, I just wondered because yeah, I was she, hoping that she wasn't this meek little character in Walking Dead. No, she no. absolutely got that part in, in Black Panther because of how incredibly epic she is in The Walking Dead. Michonne is one of the baddest of asses. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Like, and I bet she just kills zombies all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would absolutely. Now I'm more of a leader than a follower, but if she was standing in front of me, I would be following her. She is that I strong just can't of a. You can keep zombies as pets, y'all. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. and and then later on, you find out who those zombies are. Yeah, don't give that away. Uh, Why? I'm never gonna watch it. Uh, Not even a little. Stacy, I a... am afraid. Okay, well, the zombies, the zombies are. Her husband and her little brother. Hmm. They they killed her baby. Uh huh. So she chopped off their arms and yanked their jaws off. <laughs> but they are but they're her family, so she still kind of wanted to keep them. That's sort of sweet. No, no she just she used them. Yeah, she just used them. There's no like because when it came oh. time for her to get rid of them so that she could hang out with some people. 
she just cut their heads off. There was no emotion behind it at all. No thought even. Like, no. Okay, I'm done with you guys now. Bye. Yep, and she has that a katana. Oh. Her weapon's a katana, and she is able to keep it throughout the entire series. Um, and, oh, yeah. She Baddest she lives. Yeah, she, she is lives one of, the entire series. She is definitely one of the best characters on that show. Yeah. Wow. Her I might and, have to read up on her. I'm telling you. Um, her and Carol Because I'll and never get through the podcast. Daisy, I'll never get through it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's worth yeah, watching. Yeah, I'm a, I'm afraid, and I'm not one of those spoiler kind of people either, because I wanted to throw a kid out the window because he spoiled something. Story for another time. But then I realized maybe I was taking it a little too seriously, so <laughs> now I'm no longer a spoiler person. Yeah, we we had that happen to us once. Yeah, yeah. like I say, I wanted to throw him out. The, I'm not kidding. I wanted to throw him out of a window. Yep, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought, Gina, maybe you're taking the spoiler thing a little bit too serious. <laughs> so, yeah, actually, now it doesn't matter. This makes me want to rewatch that show now, actually. Really? Right, back, back to the movie. Yeah, back, yeah. To, uh, back to her being a badass. And we're gonna have to we're gonna have to speed up our walkthrough. Uh, big fight scene in, starting in the casino and then moving to outside on the streets of Busan, Korea. Um, the some cool things that happen here, like we're, we're seeing T'Challa use his suit, enjoyed that. We also see Suri able to take over and pilot a car. Super cool. From Wakanda. Uh, so to, cool. Yeah. Our internet connection could never. <laughs> the, the lag just... Just streaming a TV show. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, you'd be buffering before you got into second gear. <laughs> uh, but all of this ends um, where T'Challa goes back on his word and does not kill Claw because the world is watching. Well, now he told him he'd bring him back. Um. So they capture him. They start questioning him. Uh, Martin Freeman, Everett Ross. Uh, they're um, they're arguing over who gets the lead. At this point, everybody still thinks that Wakanda is a third world nation. So like Martin's not really giving the respect that the Wakandans deserve. Yeah. You know, I, I just realized why they picked him to play that part um, because it's really fun to watch him cower. Because he's so small and, and soft looking that when that guy tells him he's not allowed to talk and he cowers, it's it's just it's so much better and funnier to watch that. Well, and when he leans in on Claw and starts questioning him, it makes the perfect opportunity to be like, what have I got in my pocket? I don't Because that's Bilbo and Gollum. <gasps> Oh my God, it is. Oh my God, it is. That is Gollum and Bilbo. Oh, I didn't even think of that while we were watching the movie because I was so into the movie. <laughs> that kind of blows my mind a little. That's how good this movie was. I wasn't even thinking about who they used to be. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. And see, I was just thinking about who he shouldn't be. And yeah, yeah that's just the yeah, yeah. Uh, but then Killmonger blows the wall in and abducts uh, or rescues Claw. And so uh, T'Challa's 
ends up having to go home empty-handed, which st- opens yeah, it up. Wasn't, to, he, was, he was told to bring him home, right? Dead yeah. or alive, bring him home. Yeah, yeah, he promised he would. And this leaves the, the door open for um, Michonne's husband. Yeah, hang on. Wakabi. To uh, start no longer having all of his faith in T'Challa. Yeah, but his loyalty switched awfully fast, I think. Yeah. It sure did. It was upsetting. I mean, I get it because your loyalty is to the office, not the person. That makes sense. But I felt a little like his loyalty was to the person because they were genuinely friends. Yeah. Well, but like in the United States, when the, the president is no longer the president, he, he's not that special anymore. I think his loyalty was to his father. And Claw killed his father. So uh, he he has a blood vendetta against this man. And that's where his loyalty lies. Well, except he didn't know the whole story. Because if he'd known that guy was working with Claw, he would have yeah. had a cow. I don't know. Anyway, onward and upward. Onward and upward. Uh, so shortly after that happens, uh, we find... Uh, that Claw is smart-mouthing Killmonger just a little too much Mm. and looks like he's about to double-cross him and then just Killmonger just starts fucking slaughtering shit. Kills Claw and drags his ass to Wakanda. Uh, But he shoots his girl! Yeah, oh yeah. He shot the hostage. He shot the hostage. Yeah, he shot the hostage. Which, you know, that only works. And they were all kissy face in London. Yeah, I and it didn't even look like there was any remorse at all. No. Oh no. Yeah. Um so he gets there. Um to Wakanda. Gets to Wakanda. And they bring him to the throne room. And I feel like T'Challa is is very careful. We have seen several times, uh, it's almost like a Mason-esque uh, thing, where they ask somebody, who are you? Uh, and then that prompts them to say their Wakandan name and display who they are. Uh, and Killmonger is trying to prompt this question. Like, he can't announce himself without being asked. And there's there's kind of this weird mental chess game going on. And then as he says, take him away, one of the tribesmen, one of the tribes, the chieftains, ask him who he is. And then he announces himself as um, the son of the prince. Mm-hmm. Which, and that that all felt very ritualistic. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. If I'm in that room, I need to see the lip tattoo before I believe you. He showed it. I mean, but you wouldn't just take his word for it. The language, the language would have been pretty good for me. The the fact that he he said his name, and he also said that he found his dad with panther claws. Well, and he's got his father's and, ring. Yes. Yeah. Had his father's ring. But all of putting all of that together, I don't, I don't think I would have had to see the tattoo. And the fact that he was standing there with Claw. 
did. That gave yeah. him the audience in the first place. So he was already, yeah. he already had my attention just from that. And just the stuff that he was saying, it couldn't have been coincidence. He had to know, he had to know and be who he said he was. Now, is yeah, that now I wouldn't need to see the tattoo. Is that tattoo a vibranium tattoo? Is that why it looks like that? I think so. The way the way it glows in the dark like that, I think so. Yeah. I mean, so technically he could have he could have faked all of that. So one of the things it was too specific and unique to fake though, because only his dad had that ring. But all he needed to do was be present. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, you you, I see what you're saying. All of it could have been counterfeit. Yeah, but one of the things that makes uh, Claw such an important bad guy to Wakanda is they keep tabs on all of the vibranium in the world. You don't just steal some vibranium and walk away. Yeah, so how come they let Captain America keep that shield? That was gifted. Yeah, that was a gift. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but they, like, if the wrong person got a hold of that shield, they would send war dogs or the, the Dodge to recollect it. Yeah. Because it's a gift, but it's a gift on loan. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And rightfully so. I mean, that's. Yeah. Not a thing you'd want to get into the wrong hands. Yeah. They, they take that shit serious. So, so Stacy, if he could have counterfeited all of that, then yeah. uh-huh. what would it have taken if he could have counterfeited all of that? What would it have taken to convince you that he was who he says he was? Nothing. I would have kicked his butt out. I would have said thank you oh, okay. for killing the bad guy. Um, bring me a birth certificate, maybe. <laughs> and it better be okay. long form. That was kind of Angela Bassett's attitude. Yeah. Well, like. Because because his influence, if he does challenge and win the um uh, the crown, the throne, whatever, um, he stands to to ruin everything. Um, he doesn't know their culture. He hasn't grown up there. He doesn't respect. Oh my God, the um the lack of respect for. I don't even know why he's there. Like, he doesn't respect yeah, the place. Yeah, he's not going to Angela Bassett on key. I mean... He's he's there because this is a place that has power. Well, he thinks he's entitled to it for some reason. And, yes. And he thinks he can use it to make the world a better place. I mean, but... we Okay, we, I yes, I understand that part. The thing is, his plan is only going to make the... It's only going to make it a worse place. Yes, everybody should um, absolutely be able to fight for themselves and fight for freedom. And you know how I feel about that. The problem is if you give everybody who's oppressed in the entire world these weapons, you're not going to get the behavior that you want. You're not going to be able to control it. Um, no, you basically just change who's oppressed. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and it's going to be horrible chaos. It's going to make it a much less safe place for a lot of people. Those same people you're trying to save. So maybe a one place at a time kind of rescue crusade. 
However, it has been said that freedom isn't given, it's taken. Yes, but you not the whole world all at the same time. And Maybe come not. on, if you give a bunch of gangsters in Oakland those kinds of weapons, you're not gonna they're they're not necessarily going to go after who you want them to go after. No, what 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 he really wants is a culture change. Yeah. Um, but also I think that Killmonger, I think there's a little bit of, I don't necessarily care about the world being fair. I just want my people to be on top for a while. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I just, I feel like. I think he actually says something to that effect that he he just wants people to be on top. But I feel like what's going to happen is the people with the weapons are going to be the oppressors of still some of his people. Well, you know what I mean? As a man who has gone all over the world and seen all of the, the violence and shit that he has seen. Yeah. You almost, he almost has to believe that there will always be a shit pie that has to get eaten. And his goal is just to make sure that the people that he identifies with aren't the ones eating the shit pie. Yeah, no, well, I get that, but the the problem is I just don't think that his way of doing it is going to get him what he wants. I think it will get him his immediate goal. If he arms every black person in the world, they will no longer be the oppressed. That will get him what he wants. Is it is it stable in the long term? No. I think an awful lot of black people are going to get killed. That sure. Way. And a hell of a lot more white people will be. Well, that's fair. Yeah, because they're going to first kill by emotion who has wronged me. Yeah. And that sort of thing. They're just, they're going to keep by emotion and anger and everything. That's what's going to happen first. You're going to have absolute chaos. Yeah. And that, those are all going to be the people that are around them first. He's not, yeah, he's not trying to fix the system. He's just trying to be the hand on the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, to me, that makes him a bad guy. I don't. I don't well, know because, but I, I agree with what his end goal. Like, I totally agree. Take absolutely like if you're working just in America, take out all the old white guys in government and uh, a whole big bunch of white ladies. But like targeted intelligent attacks and not chaos. It's the chaos that I think is making him a bad guy. Okay. And I don't think he's a bad guy, but I argued with myself about that. Some it depends. Sometimes I did think he was a bad guy, but yeah. I others I didn't because I could completely understand just wanting to be on top. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just wanting to no longer be oppressed and have to live with it and have to have the attitude as lots of black people had during that time with this is just the way things are. Yeah. The only that acceptance, that acceptance of of having someone's boot on your neck. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, from my perspective, um, with my life experience, which I realize is not even remotely diverse enough, but um were it me, um, my first thought would be, let me go home, you know, 
go home and understand and learn the culture and and be a part of a bigger thing. You know, I wouldn't necessarily want to take over. I want to be a part of that culture. If I, but could go I think I think there's too much um, emotion at play to take a rational approach like that, because that's yeah. very rational. You go well, home, he does. you ponder things and you come up with a strategy. Of course, that makes absolute sense. But I yeah. think that well, there's way too much emotion with the impression going back to when we came over on boats yeah. to have that attitude. You, I think it's impossible to have that approach. Yeah. In the beginning. Well, I, he does have a lot of really good reasons to be angry. Yeah, I, I think the, yeah. I think the, the way I look at it is justified but not right. Yeah. Yeah, I can live. Yeah, I live with that. Yeah. He's he's got plenty of justification. Mm-hmm. Just his. Uh, yeah, I I I can get behind that. I mean, I understand. I understand where he's coming from. I just don't agree with him. And and we'll see that we'll we'll see that again in a lot of Marvel bad guys, the justified but not right. Well, yeah, this is true. This is true. Uh, okay. Um, so he challenges T'Challa to um, to the throne or to to a combat for the throne. There's a little bit of back and forth about whether he can, but T'Challa accepts. So yeah, once the king says let's go, that's that's it. Yeah, because they're arguing about putting on the show. Yeah, and um, he accepts. He says let's go right now. They they drain the waterfall. They they sap his power from him again. And this part hurt to watch, man. The ass whooping commences. Yeah, this hurt to watch. Uh, what stood out to you in the in the fight there, my love? Oh, well, just watching watching the king get his butt whooped. I think he greatly underestimated uh, the badassery of this dude. I think he he was maybe just a little bit full of himself. But he was in the fight there. A I mean, bit. But, but he got. It didn't take him very long to just be done, to be out. No, of he it. got his ass handed to him. Yeah. So, some of this to me is the divine right of him to be on the throne, right? Mm-hmm. It is his. So, if it's supposed to be his throne, he's going to win the fight. That's, this is this is preordained. I mean. So why would he hide from a challenge? Because it's his throne by divine right. Yeah, I didn't get that from him. I think there's a little bit of that there. Yeah. That's because you grew up religious, and I didn't. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Cause I think I grew up religious, and I didn't automatically take that, that it was his divine right or anything. I just thought that he it was that underestimation. Yeah. Well, in throughout... Throughout fantasy stories, the whole point of trial by combat is that God's not going to let you lose the fight if you are right. 
It's uh-huh. not about. Yeah, but the arrogance of assuming that you know what what the uh, outcome is going to be. That's all about his. I mean, a little bit of his growing up royal privilege. Sure. But, yeah, I mean, because suppose uh, Killmonger is ordained by God as the rightful ruler. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason he showed up right then. Yeah. Pretty soon after he took the crown. The other thing that really got me in the feels is when, um, is when our boy, when Forrest jumps no, honey, in. His name is Zuri. Zuri, sure. Sorry, it Zuri. took me a second. When he stops the killing blow uh, and tells Killmonger that it was his fault that his dad was dead. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Killmonger just goes ahead and kills him and then throws uh, Panther off the waterfall. Yeah, well, because Zuri assumed, like I did, that what he wanted was revenge, but what he actually wanted was control. Yep. Yep. Um. Poor Forrest Whitaker. That was so sad. I mean, what an amazing sacrifice, but it didn't work. Yeah, the the royal family goes into hiding. Uh, Yeah, those ladies did not fart around. Nope. Sis was like, okay, out. (laughs) Let's go. I mean, because it stands to reason that he might turn around and and snatch all them up, too. But if you notice... The ladies showed up throughout the entire thing. I yep. loved that oh, yeah. because, I mean, even with the Dora being yep. the king's guard, I mean, th- those women just c- cemented their badassery from the start of the movie. Yeah, this is not a patriarchal society. No, and and, and even in the face of um, probably not going to win, they didn't even hesitate. No. Nope. Yeah, that was pretty epic. Uh, Killmonger goes on his uh, astral plane acid trip and talks to his dad. That got me. That got me. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted dad to be like, I wanted dad to admonish him a little bit. Like, you're supposed to be in California saving people, not, you know... What have you been doing this whole time? Or something. There weren't as... There well, weren't. I, it was a bit familiar to me in the way that I've been going through my uncle's stuff, who was basically like my dad. Yeah. And he told me, I told you not to go through my stuff. But then his next question was, well, what'd you see? Yeah. So that really got me. I didn't feel because, like there you know, were. You're gonna get your butt, think you're going to get your butt whooped. And yeah. instead, you're like, okay, what did you discover after you did what I told you not to do? <laughs> I didn't feel like there was as much wisdom passed in this, this visit as there was for T'Challa. No, I'm assuming that. But did there need to be? Yes, I think that this king needed some wisdom. I don't, I don't think he him. was going to listen anyway. I think he's going to do what he wanted. But I feel like because there wasn't any like fatherly wisdom passed down, that this is probably a vision led by the person having the vision, and it's not actually dead people come to talk to you. No, no, I won't accept that. Because because T'Challa got uh, heard what he needed yeah, to hear from yeah. his dad. 
Like he got exactly what he needed out of his dad, and that's because his brain told his vision what to say. Nope, unacceptable. They're really in the ancestral plane. I agree. <laughs> it's very hard for me to believe in stuff like that. Magic yeah, mumbo jumbo is real. Did you say mumbo jumbo? Yes. We won't go that far, but <laughs> it, we won't accept it. Magic spooky well, I, stuff I, is I real. See, I can see where you're coming from to where how could your brain, if you're acid trip, yeah. how could your brain not project? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I, I, I get I, I get your reasoning. I just disagree. Nope. <laughs> okay. I I'll, I'll I'll defer to you two on that one. I I need the the spooky ooky stuff. Okay. Me me too in a way. It's just me, not how I, my it, it's, it's just not how my brain works. But that's fine. Yeah, because you're still trying to make too much sense of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always my problem. <laughs> so yeah, that's your Achilles heel. Stacy makes too much sense. That's Achilles heel. <laughs> Uh, I'm okay with that, though. Yeah. <laughs> when Killmonger wakes up from this vision, uh, he catches that this supply of the heart-shaped herb is all they have. This, for me, is the most upsetting part of the entire movie. And so he orders it burnt to the ground. Every scrap. The disrespect... To tradition, to history, to the future, um, and the lack of foresight. He doesn't know he's not going to need that again. You know? It, it just, it breaks my heart and makes me want to smack him in the back of his head. But there will be no other kings. He's, no. he has decreed this is the end of Wakanda. Okay, but it kind of is though, because Unless there's some seeds left behind, they used the last flower. That's it. Yeah. What are they going to do? How is there going to be another Black Panther in Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever? That's a good question. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. Somebody's going to have to watch that and find out. Yeah. Might have to sneak and watch it. I don't have to wait (laughs) a whole year. Um, Yeah, so he burns all that to the ground while the royal family is running to uh, the only place left in Wakanda that's safe. Did you catch the name? The mountains. Just the mountains? The Japari tribe? Oh, no. They didn't have, like, a separate name for the the place they were at? Uh, I didn't catch it. I didn't catch if the mountain range had a name either. No, I thought, like, just the mountains, too. Um, Oh, well, on the IMDB, they're they're calling the different tribes River Tribe, uh, mining tribe, merchant tribe, border tribe. Okay, so based on kind of, what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And they have names, but I don't. The only one I actually, the only name of a tribe I actually caught was Jabari. Yeah. Okay. And those guys were mostly fishermen, right? The Jabari in the mountain, um, I think they were they were hunters. Although he said they were vegetarians, so you know what? I right, know. That's, I thought they were mostly, and they got them out of the water, which made me think they were mostly fishermen. Which is stretching the definition of the word vegetarian, but whatever. Yes, Pis- piscatarian. They're piscatarians. Um, when the royal family gets to uh, Indugu. 
No. 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 Um, what's his M'Baku. name? Yeah, Mbaku. When they get to Mbaku, uh, Ndugu is Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, uh, no. No, that's Zuri. Uh, Zuri, yeah, oh. with a Z. Who the fuck is Ndugu? I know that's one of the... Well, you're worse than I am. I, that sounds... I, I don't recognize that one. I know Ndugu is a real name because he's one of the characters I can play on my Marvel fighting game. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's Njugu. Whatever. Anyway. Rewind. They get to Mbuku. And they offer him the flower. And there's a little back and forth, uh, especially where... He tells Martin Freeman that Martin's not allowed to talk here. Right, he's a lead him. He promises to protect the queen, but will not go to war. And then he shows them uh, that T'Challa has been fished out of the water. I, I'm very impressed by the fact that he did not take that flower. Yes. Um, because he could have, he could have taken the flower and gone to war and been the king. Um, but he didn't, he like, he lost that fight fair and square. Yeah. And he has the best recognition of who he is in all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they used the, the last of the heart shaped herb revived T'Challa and um, prepare for war. Because uh, she saved the necklace. T'Challa shows up in front of Killmonger, who has been planning to ship weapons all over the world. He shows up and he says, hey, the challenge isn't over uh, because I didn't quit and I'm not dead. And I like Killmonger's practical take on this. I'm the king now. All that challenge shit is over. Yep. <laughs> like, fuck your tradition. Yeah. I'm in charge. I mean. And my necklace is bigger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I maybe uh, I'm thinking Ndugu is a name for the game because there's no character named Ndugu. Hmm. It's very close to the uh, the king's brother's name, though. The only name that Jake can pronounce wonderfully, and it's not even a character. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun word to say, though. It is. I'm just I'm just really glad that they don't have any of the clicks and guttural stops. In their language, because I would never be able to get it right. Oh, you can forget it. Um, it sounds super cool, but like I can't hear the difference between the the notes that they use for the different sounds for me to be able to recreate it. Well, you know, I'm a typical Southern girl who speaks English and bad English, so yeah. <laughs> yeah fuck, it, it's not that important. Well, are you looking it up? I was. I, I just did look it okay. up. Okay. So Still. now we get the big end of the movie fights. Uh, we've got 
T'Challa trying to fight his way to Killmonger, but having to take on all the dudes in the tribe, basically. Um, Martin Freeman's in a fighter jet trying to shoot down the transport vehicles. It, you know, this looked much more like a Civil War than the Civil War movie. <laughs> because it wasn't that Civil War movie wasn't a Civil War movie. Exactly. <laughs> there are way more people in this fight. <laughs> it's exactly the kind of, like... Number of people and chaotic battle that I was looking for. I mean, it it was one nation fighting itself. Yeah, like literally a civil war. Like a civil war. <laughs> Martin Freeman uh, shooting down those planes. I, you know, my my problem was like they're they're shooting their own people. They're killing their own people. This is really upsetting. Because because the people that should have been fighting were the two kings, not his guards and his subjects. And yeah, now Suri and uh, Nakia, yeah, uh, did did a really good job of taking on Killmonger. Like that was pretty badass. Yeah, they held their own for a pretty good amount of time. Um, and the the Doja are or the. Those ladies are fucking badass too. Yeah. Yeah, the Dora. Oh man. Yeah, the the Dora Minaj or whatever. Malache. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, they had. I feel like they had a better showing than uh, T'Challa did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think maybe he needed to go back and get some more training. And then the, the battle. I'm sorry. I said he needed training from them, from the Dora. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Battle Rhino was badass. Yeah. Uh, Way more intimidating than Battle Elephants, I think. Now, yeah, and the way he just stopped when um, the knife stood in front of him. Yeah, that was awesome. That was yeah. the cutest thing. Yeah, it was like Amma when Amma jumps into my face and you think you're going to get attacked and then she just licks you. Ha <laughs> 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 now the CGI boss fight was a little, a little bad, especially while they were falling. And yeah, that was that was a little bit rough. Now uh, I didn't understand the part where they, she said that they had to when he told her to turn off the the, the, the vibranium thingies. Yeah, yeah, the yes. stabilizer. I didn't understand that. So she had said earlier in the movie she was explaining it to Martin Freeman that. Vibranium going that fast is dangerous. So she has okay. created these stabilizers to keep the vibranium inactive while it's traveling that fast. Okay. And so when the train's coming by, they're active. And so that's what made the suits not work while it was vibrating. But were they, were, were they just trying to give them a break or were they trying to make the vibranium yeah. go off somehow? I, because basically the only thing that actually happened was that the suit stopped working briefly. Yeah. And they had to stop fighting for a minute. Yeah, they they got pauses every five minutes. So they could just catch their breath, or I mean, yeah, you know, was I, that what was the point? I kind of expected like an explosion or something. Yeah, I. It seemed. It it just made it cool and even the fight a little bit. Okay. I I don't know. No, but what was awesome, uh, what was really awesome 
is friggin' Ross, Martin Freeman, risking his life to take down that last transport vehicle. Like the he's most about CIA to get, thing he did in the whole movie. <laughs> he's about to get blown to bits. He doesn't owe this country anything. Uh, but he he puts his life on the line to do the right thing. How do you not know? Yeah. I respect that. It was uh you know it was a funny reversal though because we got the token white guy in the movie right, um, and then you know how uh sometimes you have like an all white movie and then you have the token black guy and somehow that oh. or black woman and and they're magical somehow yeah um. Join coffee. Yeah. Or, uh, oh, there was an Eddie Murphy movie where he was magic. Um, people, I had was heard it the of. Golden Child? Say it again. Was it the Golden Child? No, it was a, a more recent movie. Um, it had Dakota Fanning in it. Her mom oh. died and he showed up and he like rescued her. There were a lot of black folks that, um, were complaining online about the magic black person showing up. Mm. Like if they're not slaves or, or gangsters or whatever, then the other black character in a movie is magical somehow. You know what it's a, uh, I'm sorry. My point being, it was funny that we had a token white guy and then the token white guy ended up being the you know magical save the day thing you know it's the perfect inverse of what is cuba gooding jr uh-huh. in pearl harbor where he comes out of the kitchen and grabs the guns ah. and starts shooting shit down yeah but that was real yeah. i know but it's a reverse image of that yeah um yeah oh, i love that scene i watched oh, that, that scene whole movie swallows yeah, I your heart I didn't every think time about that, but yeah i yeah, I, yeah I, I can totally see that now yeah, because, well, and also because you know in the military that the, the cooks are not respected at all. No. And they wouldn't let him be anything but a cook. And then he comes out there and proves them all wrong. Um, yeah, I love a moment like that. Okay. Like you thought I couldn't do it, but watch me. Um, just when the Dora have lost the fight, the Jabari show up. Uh, and that tribe joins the fight, even though they said they weren't going to. Uh, and they start kicking ass. I'd like to think his wife was in the background whispering in his ear, telling him he was an idiot. And that's why he went. But without a question, the end of the fight is when uh, our girl holds the spear to her husband's throat and without question would kill him for her country. Yeah. Oh, I love that moment, too. There's so yep. many good moments in this movie. Uh, because as soon as he drops his his spear, his his weapon, the, the war is over. Not loyal to the king, but his wife comes out and he goes, er, wait. You know what? She'd kill him for her country, but she, he wouldn't kill her. No. Right. No, because that's that's why they can't have women on the battlefield because men are weak. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you. We finish. Like he said, he's loyal to the throne regardless of who sits upon it. Yeah. And once T'Challa came back, Killmonger wasn't the king anymore. Yep. Uh, We go back to the boss fight. T'Challa finally wins. 
Uh, Killmonger's dying, so T'Challa takes him up for a last sunset. Um, that was I had mixed feelings about this. There was a, a lot yeah. more forgiveness in this movie than I would have been willing to to dole out. Um, well, I figure since he knew he was gonna die, uh, why not? Yeah, I'm just not that nice. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, you could sure you should you can carry that with you, but it'll just be you because dude is dying. That's fair. That is fair. Um, yeah, and if you ask me, that's a that's too much weight to carry for a dead guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and it cause it, it was also a little bit of um like look at all this uh this majestic country that you don't get to enjoy because you went and got yourself killed. But <laughs> uh, hey, that's on you. You went and got yourself killed. Yep. You could have tapped out, bro. He could have. He would and he never did have. Say, he did even say that, you know, I, dude, I think I might be able to save you. Well, not me, my sister. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, but he and that been was able the part to. that got me saying what he said, what he said, uh, what he said to the to the king instead of being saved, why he didn't want to be saved. He said, bury him in the ocean. Just like his ancestors. Yeah. Because, you know, they'd rather die free than live, you know, live in chains. That got me. Yeah. Because that, that harkened that harken back to the slaves on the ships. Yeah. That was, that was really, of all of it, I would say for me, that was the most powerful of the uh, movie because it did. It, they were able to take it all the way back yeah. to the slave ships. And not come off as corny. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely kind of hard to do. It it was an earned moment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very good way to put it. It was an earned moment. And that got me. Do we know, speaking of the ocean, do we know where Wakanda is? I know it's fictional, but do we know where it's supposed to be in Africa? I think it's West Africa. Let me double check. I was wondering how far the ocean is from them. Um, yeah, they place it, uh, in the Uganda, Sudan, Ethiopia area. Okay. Uh, hmm. Yeah. I'm a little sad they didn't pick an actual country in Africa. I mean, I know why they did. They didn't. But it would have been really cool if they'd you know, bothered to do the research. I feel like they only did that so they didn't have to, like, try to be accurate. Yeah, well... Yeah, that's, well exactly, that's what I was going to say. They would have pissed so many people off, Stacy, because they couldn't have been... They couldn't have been accurate enough to please everyone. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing about Marvel, right? They, in America, they pick real places. They're set in New York. They're set in L.A. Mm -hmm. They're real places that you can look out your window and see. And some of the places where the bad guys are from are real. They talk about the real Chinese threat and the real Russian threat, real events that are happening in the world. Yeah. But when they come up with a foreign country, whether it's a good country or bad country, they make it up. 
Doom is from Latveria, which doesn't exist. Yeah. Wakanda doesn't exist. Uh, Madripoor doesn't exist. The overseas stuff, they make up a place which I think is a safer and less offensive thing to do. Yeah, I, yeah. I get that. I'm surprised they would be trying to be less offensive. I think that, but I think that Stan and, and Jack Kirby, uh, and, and the early writers, I think that they were very much ahead of their time. Uh, yeah. Even, and I think that's why too, they went to such lengths to say, uh, this black Panther has nothing to do with the black Panthers. They even, yeah. They, oh, yeah. They, for a while, did not refer to him as the Black Panther. They just called him the Panther or used his royal name. Yeah. Because they didn't want that connection. I didn't even think of that. At all. And they did. They went to great lengths to yeah. make sure no one would make that connection. Well, why did they start calling him the Black Panther, though? He, we, I mean, Panthers are all black. They could have just called him the Panther. Yeah, I. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I can't, the Black Panther's cooler to me, but. Hmm. Well, I mean, but I I associate the name Black Panthers with like big, strong, you know, black people, like that. It, but that that association helps the image in my mind. You know. Uh, no, because it bring, it brings too much controversy. Well, yeah, then I get that. It does it brings too much controversy, and you yeah. still got these because at the end of the day, you still got these two white guys well, making black Panther connections. Yeah, and they also had to like I think the the writers were ahead of their time, but they had to be very careful not to lose like half of their audience. Yes, you know, mass if, appeal. If absolutely. They, if they were too forward then they wouldn't sell comics in the south oh so many jokes just popped into my head but i'm just gonna yeah okay hey you know i just remembered your your comic book uh calendar over there just happens to be black panther this month yeah june is black panther on that one yeah it is what a quinky dink look how buff that dude is oh yeah he's ripped well, he doesn't have any of the, like, he's all just black. He doesn't have any of the cool costume. That's from the 60s. He's in, like, a leotard. Like, he doesn't have the vibranium costume in there. Oh, yeah. really? I think he's got vibranium-tipped claws on the end of his hand, but he's super strong and super agile, mm-hmm. but he's in a leotard. He's not, like... Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to go over there and look at that a little closer. The coolness comes later. Uh, speaking of coolness, the movie's almost over. Uh, the king gets to smooch the girl, which is awesome. Um, I think I feel like um, she's gonna she's gonna end up marrying that guy. Well, I mean, if he hadn't passed away. Um, and apparently the the events with Killmonger have changed the king's mind because he's now starting an outreach program. He has bought buildings in Oakland to be the first. Uh, international Outreach Police. Now, I like that he's doing a more hands-on helping approach than what I was envisioning with just helping out with resources. Yeah. Like actually having um, facilities. Um, 
I don't know how that would and work. And he's in real doing life, more though. for like a social change than a oppress the oppressors. Yeah. Which is the only way to really win. Uh, our yeah. after credit scene, our first one is T'Challa declaring the truth about Wakanda to the United Nations uh, and that they will no longer be closed off to the world. And they actually were at the United Nations meeting room with uh, the green marble. And then the after after credit scene, they wake up Bucky uh, and he's starting to be a whole person again. Yeah, I just don't know that I'm ever going to like that guy. Give it time. Okay. Well, I mean, Dan didn't like him before he was a bad guy. Oh, you didn't? You didn't like no. him when he was Bucky? No, not really. There's just something about him. Much. Um, Bucky grows on you before you realize he has. Okay. Well, we'll see. Well, I don't know. I liked him just because he was always like Steve's true friend. Yeah. I mean, that kind of that meant something to me that he was. He was always like, and he's like, because he, in the first Captain America, when Steve's parents died, he was like, yeah, you know, you know, you can stay with me. And he's like, I appreciate that, but I'm good. He said, yeah, but you know, you don't have to be by yourself. Yeah, well, I'm not saying he's I not mean, a bad that, guy. That friendship thing appeals to me. Yeah, there's just something about him. I don't know. And it sets up the entire thing. I mean, that's the reasoning behind why Cap does so much when he should have killed him. Well, maybe that's part of my problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. There, he should have killed him like eight million times. Yeah. <laughs> that's our movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a long movie. It, <laughs> <laughs> it certainly feels like it. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Now, we you guys, we are running about the same time as we usually do. I just want to point that out. Well, I guess you add an hour to the podcast. Then. <laughs> that doesn't really surprise me. Gina and I could talk all day. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, really best part of the movie. Which one do you want to go first? I'll let Gina go first. Oh, I was going to say, Stacey, you go first, but um, <laughs> let's see. Best part, of the, best part of the movie is very difficult for me because there were so many yeah. really good parts. But I got to go with the, I got to go with the end, with the death scene there to where he tells, tells him to throw him in the ocean like his ancestors. Because that was just, when you look at those two different time periods and we are talking about a Marvel movie, yeah. the way they were... To able to bring that in and again it not be completely corny that had to be the best part because it would have been too easy for me to roll my eyes and go I cannot believe this and throw something at me <laughs> yeah I it's such, such, so delicate so the way yeah. they were able to do it and give it that meaning to me best part I don't know if I can pick a best part, because I mean, there's so little, so many little moments that were so good. Um, yeah, I I feel like probably the best part of the movie for me wasn't even the movie; it was 
the costumes. Okay. And the 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 stage, you know, the 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 background stuff that you weren't really supposed to focus on. Okay. Like the the art on the walls in um in the lab. And um oh, and the uh Back to the Future reference. <laughs> um what it, back to the future record? There, when she's showing her brother the, the sneakers, sneakers, she says they're fully automated, like in the movie. Um, because in oh. in Back to the Future, um, uh, Doc gives a dude a pair of shoes that self lace, and like adjust the size to fit his foot. At the same time, where he gives him that jacket that adjusts the length of the sleeves and and all that. Um, yeah, I have to, I have to say that the set dressing and the, and the, and the clothes. Fair enough. Fair enough. And obviously you weren't the only one who thought so because she won an Oscar for it. Yeah. I'm well deserved. The, they had to make, um, the queen's, uh, hat. They, they had somebody make by hand that really intricate, uh, weaving that she had at the beginning of the movie. Um, just the amount of work that went into it. Yeah. Um, and the research that went into getting the right pieces and. This is, this is fair. Um, I just, I just can't believe that Marvel didn't have enough money to, uh, do that scene in Africa like they wanted to. The scene, the, the scene, uh, on Challenge Day. Yeah. That they had to build a soundstage because they say they didn't have enough money to do it in Africa. I don't believe that. They made well, a lot of money by this. I'm wondering if it's not because if they went out to, like, if they went out to the savannah, they would have to have people, um, they'd have to have, like, people to protect them from the animals. Yeah. They, they, their crew would have to have been so much bigger in Africa. Um, it would have been amazing. Yeah. But I, yeah, well, that's well, like you were saying about all the other uh, Black Panther stuff associated with the movie. Yeah. The other uh, the little shows and things like that. I watched all of them. That was one of the things that they were talking about. Hmm. That they really wanted to do that scene. You know, Ryan, they sent Ryan to Africa a few times. Yeah. But they wanted to do that scene there. And they, um, whomever did the music as well, they sent him to Africa several times. Hmm. You so know, I didn't even, the right. I didn't even really notice the music so much. No, it, I mean, it, well, it, it, was, it, it was subtle and everything, but they did make sure to send him. There yeah. to Africa, so they could. Again, that's one of the things that they did so right with this movie. Yeah. Is well, the music deserves some authenticity. Yeah. But still, make it what I want in a Marvel movie. I want some fantasy, and I yeah. want some cool fight scenes and some stuff that could not be real. Yeah. Well, that's what I want. The for thing, my Marvel money. The thing about the music, though, is that I only notice it when it's wrong. Aha. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like the Thor movie where it was it was too loud and, and yes. it was a weird song. 
Uh, that had nothing to do with the action, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the fact that I didn't notice the music means that it was perfect because I was feeling it and not noticing it. You know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you mean. Um. See, now I, I need to watch the movie again and pay more attention to other details than I did the first time. Because they did, they they put it they put it in with these details. They yeah. really did. Yeah, I do but really appreciate. At the same time, you still had a you still had a Marvel movie. Yeah. Well, and maybe that's why the the stage looks so much like um, the Lion King because they made it. <laughs> it wasn't real. Yeah. yeah. Jay, your turn. Yeah, for me, I. It's hard to pick, but I think the best part of the movie is Surrey, uh, little sis being the the cue of the whole thing and still like she was still ready to get up and fight um it's not like she was hiding behind anybody she was still up front and fighting um but her her she was fun and creative and intelligent uh yeah i i think i liked her okay and she had those cool things that she puts on her hands yeah. All right. Worst part of the movie then. Ooh. Wow. And I, I can start it off. The CGI yeah. falling fight yeah. at the end, that mm. took me right out of it. It did not look like it was it, it had a place in that movie. That's a that is a dang good answer. Um hmm. I gotta say I gotta say Martin Freeman being cast as a CIA agent. Okay. Took me out. Took me out. Yeah, he didn't. He he didn't feel like he uh, fit there. I don't know. I think those are the only two answers. Okay, that's fine. I really do because um, uh, I I really don't think that there was much to improve. That CGI was pretty rough. Uh, and it might have been partially the settings on our TV. Um, but yeah, I didn't notice it as much as you guys, but again, this is, this is definitely a rewatch, like probably later tonight. Yeah, they did. They looked a little bit like rubber figures being tossed around when they were falling in the, into the mine. I mean, that's, that's the part specifically that Jay's talking about. Uh, Okay. I did not, I didn't pay much attention and now I really want to. Yeah, it's it's not glaring, um, but it is noticeable. Now I gotta ask, what hmm. did you all think of the uh, bit of controversy of replacing the character, considering Chadwick's untimely passing? I because people were on both sides because they mentioned Spider Man specifically that yeah. you know they have no problem replacing Spider Man. I have a problem with them replacing Spider Man. <laughs> I hate okay. it. I cannot. I can't stand it when when they do that unless they find somebody that looks so much like the first person. Like when they switched Darren's and Bewitched, I never even noticed. Um, I think most people don't even really notice. But you but everybody knows Chadwick Boseman's face. 
Like how the how are you going to get away with that? Here's the uh, I mean we have a uh, an MCU that is consistent and we are proud of it, but Spider-Man is not the only person that they've replaced over the years. Uh, no, they've replaced everybody in the Spider-Man movies. I mean, no, but I'm not yeah. even just talking about that. We we replaced Norton with with Ruffalo. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't and, like that either. And nobody's but... nobody batting an eye. And Banna. Um, and Banna is theoretically the same character. Um, uh, um, Thunderbolt Ross got replaced when yeah. they replaced. Uh, you remember I complained about that with, too. They replaced what's his name with Cheadle, and nobody batted an eye. There have been replacements throughout the MCU. I'm thinking they. Because they were so yeah, different. Yeah, Karen Howard. Yeah, they probably didn't even realize they were supposed to be the same people. That's the thing. If I don't remember somebody's name and you show me a different face, I assume it's a different person. It's messed me up a couple of times. Keto was a what is a better one than Howard? Sure. Sure. Well, I I don't but think this we, one we didn't a see him. Controversy of whether to replace Chadwick. Yeah, I, I don't think that they should have, but how do they not have that character anymore at the same time? I will, having, ha, having watched the new movie, I will tell you that they, they don't recast him. Yeah. And they do it justice. Okay. Okay. I mean, okay. I mean, now, if your question is, should have they just recast him? I honestly think they should have. They should have kept the Me character, too. but it's going to be okay. I mean, I would think if it were me, I would film a CGI death scene and then I would have little sis then be the Black Panther. Don't tell me. It's going to be okay. Don't tell me. But that's what I would do. I would I'm on the I'm squarely on the replacement just like you did Maguire and um Garfield and Holland Spider-Man. I'm squarely on replacement yeah. because of that character. Yeah, because it's the character. It feels a little bit like you're disrespecting the dead though. Like you want, you want more from this character. He only got a few movies, and I, right. I well, would have liked to. But more. if you make the sister the king, then the character moves on. Then the character can move on. She can do everything he did. Sure, absolutely. Just because she's a girl doesn't mean she can't do the thing. That is an incredible fan theory. Maybe you should write Wakanda Forever. I'm telling. I mean, I don't. Gina yeah, Jane I, is I, looking at me in such a way that tells me that I am right about some element of what I said. He's got this grin on his face. Certainly. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess, well, yeah, I have no, and this is no disrespect to her or anything, but again, like Jay said, I want more from that character. Yeah. And I can't see making, making her that character disrespects her character that I like so much. She's great. I feel like Leave if they were going to make is, or let, her, were, let her character evolve yeah. in whatever way Shuri was going to evolve. But if they're going to make like her a Black Panther, they need to buff her up a little because she's pretty skinny. Little heart-shaped herb will do all right. Yeah. Yep. 
I say she, I say keep her character, because that, but that's me too, though. I'm into the character of it. I feel like we all actor. need to watch the second movie tonight just to see, not to like record I, a podcast about it. You know, you might have, you guys might have started Black Panther evening. I don't the, know. Yeah. Be careful because there are some spoilers from between now and then. Yeah. Okay, because I got well, well I got a you. I got a baby shower to go to later, and that might be afterwards. I might just chill out and watch. I know I'm gonna watch the first one. Yeah. But I'm gonna be on Disney Plus, so I may go to the second. Before we do that, uh-huh. we gotta put this on the list. Oh, we gotta put it on the list. Oh yeah. How yeah, yeah. marvelous was it? And I I actually thought ahead, Gina, and it is right there in the chat if you want to look at what we've got. Okay. Um. Oh, this is gonna be hard. This is gonna be difficult. A little bit. Oh, I see. See what we got. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Um. I feel like my first. We already know I'm near the top. My my first uh my opening bid here is immediately under Logan as the number two movie because what well, Deadpool's not a better movie than this one I only like Deadpool that much because of the jokes you know so funny Stacy I same exact same I said put it between Logan and Deadpool because because Logan Logan was a very emotional movie yeah. Logan like, was incredible. Um, yeah, I feel like what? Well, well, where 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 were you at, Jay? I I really like Ultron and Spider Man, and Deadpool was a great movie. Deadpool might actually be overrated on this list. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's only up there because of the jokes. Yeah, no, because Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I my initial if, if pressed, I could I could get an argument for Age of Ultron above Deadpool. Yeah, well, but my, if you take away the jokes, if you take away the jokes, yeah, what do you have? Not much. My initial thought for Black Panther was between. Uh, between Ultron and Spider-Man 2, but... Hmm. I mean, it's... A, both of those movies touched me more. Like, I identified uh, I'm more personally with them. With what? Age of Ultron? And, Ultron and Spider-Man. Well, you just really like Amazing Spider-Man. I really do. Garfield is the best. Garfield Nobody, is a wonderful actor. Nobody agrees with us. They're all wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've gotten in more fights about which Spider-Man is the best than it, anything else. If you disagree, feel well, free I, to well, write I in. Think is the best. I fully agree. Um, well, Colin, the close second. Because he's so cute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just that Toby has no emotion, so... Yeah. Uh, Holland definitely comes well, in his, second. His Mary Jane's not the greatest either. And if I ever see Toby looking goth and dancing all weird again, I'll die. That was horrible. Okay, so... You know, I'm, I, as it turns out, I'm fine never seeing Toby in anything again. <laughs> he wasn't bad in the Spider House Rules. 
Oh, okay. The Spider House rules? I mean, Cider House rules. That's what I said. Cider House rules. Okay. But I'd still, I'd still go between, I'd still go between Logan and Deadpool. If you want to knock Deadpool down, we have like not. Take the jokes away. We and have what not in the past moved a movie after we put it on the list, except for during the hundredth. Yeah. And I would not feel comfortable doing that. Okay. Okay. Well. I just feel like Deadpool is not a better movie than this one. Okay. Agree. Agree. Okay. Uh, I I think this is a bigger, more powerful movie than Deadpool. Yeah. And I'm really arguing for this to be below Spider-Man and not below Deadpool. Well, uh, we that made would require a Deadpool not being there. We've made a mistake. Um. Well, because I feel like the comedy carried that one, much like uh, Ryan Reynolds carried that Blade movie. Yeah. As high yeah. as it did on the list. Because um, you just don't have the substance well, with Deadpool. Yeah. And we put Spider-Man below Deadpool because Deadpool left us happy and Spider-Man left us sad. That was the... Well, yeah. We change our criteria every week. Yeah. Okay. It's there. Of 47 movies, Black Panther is now number two. Well, and listen, that top one, two, three, four... That top five, I would absolutely watch again. And that's been my main yes. criteria. Yeah. Um, is movies Me I will. would willingly watch again. Honestly, the whole top ten, I, I could go downstairs and watch right now. Well, uh, you know I mean, what? Add Ant-Man. Add Ant-Man to yeah, that. Without Ant-Man. I really dig Ant-Man. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Okay, well, I feel like I'm happy with this. Yeah, Deadpool should should probably be under Age of Ultron, maybe. If we're looking for, like, emotion and connection. Deadpool Deadpool did have some emotion. It just wasn't wasn't as impactful. It was a fun movie. It wasn't a a serious movie. But if you want serious, you don't turn to Deadpool. No. That is not who he is. Yeah. But if serious is a criteria, that list has yeah. almost got to be redone. Oh yeah, yeah. serious is not rewatchability. I think that that's that's been a really good criteria for yeah. me too. Yeah. Like if I were to turn on the TV right now, which one would I watch? No question. Which one? No question. Anytime. Yeah. And I would go for any one of those. I'm with you, Jay. Probably any one of those ten. Yeah. But yeah. definitely any one of the five. Yeah, and really the Iron Man movies, I think, are solid movies. Yeah. They're Oh, they, absolutely. They're I don't know if they're lower than they should be, but they're they definitely should stay in the top. Oh yeah, um, I think they should stay where they are. And um yeah. X Men First Class was one of the ones that I just love, love. Yeah. yeah. So it's it definitely in its rightful place. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think was, I'm good with this. Good. All right, so we're not watching a movie next week, but the next movie we watch in a few weeks, uh, we've got we we've got a Loki appearance. So Wait, why are we not watching anything next week? 
We are watching things that wait next week. We're not watching a movie next oh, week. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. But the next movie we watch, we'll have Loki. So you will be with us, Gina? We'll have Gina. Yes. Outstanding. Um, Gina will be here with her Loki-tastic jokes. <laughs> uh, what, what are we watching next week? Next week, we are back into TV. It is a TV show called The Gifted. Oh, no. Another new one? It is an alternate X-Men timeline. What? Okay. It's using characters from the X-Men universe, the X-Men comics. Uh-huh. But it is not on the same timeline as any of the Fox X-Men movies. Oh, no. It's adjacent. That does not sound fun. Oh, boy. Are you going to be gone all week? I am going to be gone all week. So it's 13 episodes. We're probably going to have to watch them. We're going to have to negotiate on how we're going to manage yeah. that. We'll figure that out internal. But in a couple of weeks, Infinity War. With oh, Gina, yay. The, right. the climax of this age of Marvel begins. Okay. And that is a Cannot wait. That is a big movie. When we watch that, people need to have their tissues ready. I don't believe you. (laughs) You need to have your tissues ready. I will have my tissues ready for that movie. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess we'll find out. But next week, the gifted 13 episodes. It was a Fox TV show. So they're 45 minute episodes. Um, Oh, boy. I don't know whether you should watch it it or not. Say again? I gotta find it. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu. Okay. I have Hulu. Let's check super quick. Don't Google if it's on Hulu because it always says yes and it's always a lie. Say the name of it again. The Gifted. Okay. Uh, According to my Google... It is on both Hulu and Disney Plus. Yes, but Google lies to you so much. And you always listen to her. Him, probably. Well, Google told me the truth about suits that I've been binging. uh, Because it's different now that Megan is a princess. But they told me that uh, Amazon Prime just started charging you to watch it the next day. Which is weird. Yeah, they just started charging you to watch it. But... Really? No worries, because you can watch it for free on Netflix. So I just oh. popped on over there. Oh, hey. Uh, okay, so The Gifted is on Hulu. Okay. Okay. Amy Acker is in it. Ooh, I liked her. Um, Tell everybody what she's from. Amy Acker yeah. is from Buffy and Angel and Dollhouse. Dollhouse. In fact... <laughs> Joss Whedon likes her a lot. He's she's probably in almost everything he's ever done because that's how that dude rolls. Well, I did love Buffy. Who did? Well, you know what? Our son-in-law is watching Buffy, and we have talked to him more about Buffy <laughs> since he started watching it than we've ever talked about anything. How he can has, you not? And Buffy has, is just classic. He has big feelings about Buffy. Oh, like I say, who doesn't? Yeah. If you if you got problems with Buffy, I got a question whether we should talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
right. We All need right. to okay. wrap this up and, yep. and get moving. We, Everybody absolutely. out there, rate and review if you haven't already. Yep. And leave us comments. Tell us what you think. And tell our daughter Rose happy birthday. She's 23 this week. Oh, or there. Four weeks ago by the time this airs, but whatever. Sure. She cannot be 23. She is 23. She is 23. Stop it. Yeah. And then. Stop it. Devin just turned 30. <laughs> Cut this out. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. But as, and I got to tell you guys, of course, thanks for having me. This one, I knew it was going to be a good conversation. I didn't yeah. know it was going to be this good. So thanks. Well, good. That makes me happy. And thank you for being with us. We really appreciate it. We didn't feel qualified to talk about it amongst us. We don't have enough <laughs> melanin for our opinions to make. I, well, I, let me say, you guys would have done just fine. Right. But I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Sounds and good. the rest of you guys, join us next week. For Marvel Movie Night. <laughs>